I do all male talks the first Tuesday of every month, and they're called culture, the culture talks. So it's like culture of love, culture of communication, culture of silence, and it's just talks that are just like, like that have broad topics, like, you know, like silence was about like, um, you know, the male ego and, you know, the blind eye and sexual harassment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we just talk about that type of stuff. Right now? Through the city, through the city, through the city Girl, I really wanna know, really wanna know If you coming with me, coming with me, with, with me It's a place I wanna go, place I wanna go Through the city, through the city, through the city It's a little spot I know, do you wanna go? Are you coming with me, coming with me, with, with me It's a place I wanna go, I just wanna ride with you First time here, you are now listening to the Old Fly Kid Show, where the cool, calm, and connected talk straight, no chaser. I am your host, Drawn Mo Knows, urban culture, lifestyle enthusiast, reform blogger, turned full-time conversationalist, and as always, I got my co-host, super producer Robert J in the building. Yo, what up? What's up? Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, digga, digga, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> man, you got a different one every week, man. I be feeling different every day. Okay. So I don't know what I'm going to do next week. I might sing a song. You might, let me not. So you want to know where <laughs> you want to know where we could where we can be found. But you you've been day. singing songs in public. I have been. That's why I was just like maybe he's serious public. about doing this. I have been more serious about it. Um, I actually just met a graphic designer and she got insulted because I asked her if she uses Canva, and she she scoffed at me. She said, "Oh, that is beneath me," and I said, "Okay." She said, that is offensive. It's cute. And she even did her hand. Y'all can't see me. But she even did her hand like, uh, imagine like Corella DeVille. Like, mm -hmm. It's beneath me. <laughs> That's cute. It's for people who, who like it easy. I'm like, okay, well. She's like, I'll send you some of my work. She might as well tell me, I'll, I'll. What, she, what did they be saying? Uh, I'm going to have them talk to my people. She might as well hit me with one of them. So she gonna design the cover for the R&B album? She might. Okay. She might. I need a lot of design stuff, so <laughs> she might. She might, man. All right. All We're team right. building out here, man. Yes, we day are. Day by day. Day by day. So we what still. Is it? What is it? Block by block. Block by block. That's a tongue twist. Block by block. Block by block. <laughs> it was kind of like it just came out too fast. Block by block. Block by block. All right. So now. I like that too. That's I'm give you credit for that. I'm probably going to be saying that. Okay. Cool. Now where people can find us. Oh, well, what we're building off Fly Kids team, Matt. That's easy. If you want to connect with us on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, which mm -hmm. I've been telling people a lot lately, like, yo, y'all can follow us on all the Fly Kids, at all the Fly Kids, and I'd be telling them, like I told them at the show yesterday, I was like, yeah, I do, the, I do a podcast, boom, and then if you want to follow my co-host, he's an awesome guy, Amazing. He knows his shit. He's at Geronimo Knows. If you want to hit him directly with any inquiries, he's really good with his lifestyle information, culture, fashion. He knows his shit, y'all. Don't sleep on him. Very, very intelligent, educated guy. And then if you want to follow me because you like how I speak, 
or you like some of the things that I be saying, or you think I'm cute or something, or you want to put some money in my cash app because my birthday was a week or two ago, and you want to do all of that, it's Robert J. Let's plug. Robert J. A. Y. <laughs> underscore BB is in Bay Bay. They were saying that too at the show. I, I had them say it a few times. They was like, underscore what? Bay Bay. I'm like, I want to be like, that ain't technically it, but it's it's close. It's close. <laughs> they, close. They, they hit. Yeah, they, they hit. hit. They, they hit. hit. So I'm like, okay, Robert J. Underscore BB is in Bay Bay. Y'all can follow me there. Um, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Cash App, Dollar Sign underscore, uh, not underscore, but Robert J. BB on uh, the Cash App too. And if you can't find me, inbox me because I really want to make sure you get us that money. Any donations, I mean, not money, donations. Financial donations are okay. appreciated. Also, we my, appreciate my your time. <laughs> or subscription. Follow us. Okay. All the Fly Kids, everywhere. Streaming, Spotify. Everywhere. SoundCloud. Boom. Okay. Wednesday. Where we at? Where <laughs> <laughs> anyway, y'all. Um, all right. And just make sure, please, we want to know what y'all think about the show. Any particular episode. Shoot us the feedback. You can DM us. At all the fly kids, you can DM us individually. Um, you got emails, info at all the fly kids.com, all of that. Um, so definitely send them our way and we will address them on the show, unless you don't want them addressed on the show. Maybe that's why yeah, you send them in because maybe you think we're going to put y'all on blast, which we will not ever do. But um, Robert Mike. We ain't going to do that. Because um, we want y'all to feel comfortable and know that this is a safe space for y'all. Indeed, it is a safe space, y'all. We love y'all. A um, couple quick announcements. As I announced last episode, um, me and my good man, my good brother, Charles Keys, we dropped a shoot on the Keys brain. You can find all of that at collinskeys.shop. You do that, um, and you'll be able to cop a shoot right from there. Man, um, that shoot fresh, too. I saw somebody out. Today that looked like they had the shoe on, but he had on his fit. So I'm thinking like maybe I could like take some bits from his little piece mm -hmm. and put it together in my way with my with my pair on. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah. And then I was like, yeah. Everybody gonna be mad at me because I'm just too damn flying my collars and keys. They dope, y'all. They really are. They're they amazing. They are. They and are. the box is tight too. I keep talking yes, about the box. Urban, the box that is... urban vibe. We wanted to give y'all that full urban vibe. And again, oh um, we God. made this shoe for the style conscious individual. Who believes in bold yet effortless style? So um, it's something that can work for everybody's style. You know what I mean? Um, men, women, all of that. Something easy but still real clean and fresh. You know what I mean? So um, get that again. CollinsKeys.shop. You can find the uh, the link to that in my personal IG, Geronimo Knows, um, on uh, as well as on Twitter. Uh, that's the first announcement. Second announcement. First All the Fly Kids event in New Orleans, Louisiana. So that's going to take place next Friday at Regarding Fresh, Refresh, whichever you like to call it. Uh, we're calling this one Magic Hour. Yes. And um, just something where we wanted to do a kind of a meetup for everybody in the city that is just making things move. You know, again, it's for the, the creators, the disruptors, the healers, hustlers, uh, 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 who else? The, innovators, all the of them. The lovers, all of them. Y'all too. <laughs> yes. The lovers too. It's for everybody that's just moving the culture forward in uh, New Orleans. And it's a place for everybody to come meet up, um, put faces to names or reconnect people they ain't seen in a minute, connect and do some, um, and build in some way, shape, or form. So that's happening there at uh, Regarding Fresh next Friday, mm -hmm. um, 5 to 8. Uh, come through. The 14th from 5 to 8. <laughs> 
So, Brittany, if you're listening, I'm talking to you. We talking to you. Geronimo talking to you. I just told somebody about this event, mm-hmm. like, while I was out. And she was like, I'm like, right across the street. She like, okay, I'm going to be down there too. I'm like, all right, well, we'll see you there. She like, okay. And then she followed us. So, okay. she might be serious. Brittany, everybody that's not Brittany, um, this is still a safe space for you. But since I just saw Brittany and I told her I was going to do this, you know, I kind of told her I was going to do this. Anyways, the point is, is that we're doing the event on the 14th, yes. 5 to 8, at Regarding Fresh. Refresh, if you're nasty. And we'll be there live and very eager and very excited to talk to you, listen to you, plan with you, and build with you. Yep. We're straight like that. So, now we're going to jump into it. So, June is Caribbean Heritage Month, and as a person with a direct connection to the South Caribbean, now living in the northernmost Caribbean city of New Orleans, Louisiana, I want to make sure we highlight people doing important work for the culture. Um, the Caribbean island of Haiti, once known as, help me say this, San Domingo. San Domingue. San Domingue. I can talk now. <laughs> almost, 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 almost. Yeah. Um, it's known for <laughs> great many things, both powerful and tragic, from the Haitian Revolution led by Toussaint Louverture and Jean-Jacques Dessalines, to France being salty and keeping a permanent tax on the country, greatly impeding the country's progress to this day. But good, bad, mm-hmm. or ugly, Haiti's culture and resilience prevails, remaining in the lifeblood of its descendants and all their children throughout the world. I guess today is a living, breathing representation of this. He's a proud Haitian-American who has chosen the culinary arts as his medium to communicate the food history of his family's home. Alongside business partner Eva, he's co-owner of Free Thai, pronounced Free Thai, like Free My Man Thai, Free Thai. And, free Thai, yeah. <laughs> it also means fried in Creole, or um, it's also the name of um, like food stalls you find along the road. And, and, mm-hmm. Okay. Word, word, word. A little history there. Hey, man, I'm respectful of, of all cultures. You know, mm-hmm. that's this is my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Free Tide's a counter service food stall inside New Orleans St. Rock Market where you'll find Haitian street food favorites like the Grill Plate, which I've had, mm-hmm. the Smothered Greens, which I've had, mm-hmm. and uh, a new take on things with the Fritai sandwich. Which, I Sandwich. War winner for Ty Sandwich. I guess it's also racked up some accolades um, as well, all before his 30th birthday, which which include winning the Snap P to it episode of Chop, mm-hmm. made Zaggett's 30 under 30 for New Orleans, mm-hmm. and Eater.com's National Young Guns list. Mm-hmm. That's just to name a few. I'm sure it's some out there that, oh, that I missed. Yeah, he missed a couple. That's all the list. <laughs> okay. okay. I can't go through the whole list. You but know? The, brother has a lot of, the brother has a lot of ambition paired with grand vision, to I'm say the least. So we're going to talk about all of this, plus his commitment to service in New Orleans and Haiti. Oh, so you know, family. Eat some plantain chips, too. Eat some plantain chips, all of that. So family, please welcome Chef Charlie Pierre to the All the Fly Kids show. Everybody, right. thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. How you feeling? Pleasure to have me. Thank you. I'm gonna feel great. I just came from work. I'm relaxing. We're chilling with the fly kids. We're gonna get into some history. Talk about you know why we love Haiti, why we love New Orleans. I'm gonna just talk about what I love. And why we love this damn plantain chips (laughs) and this dip. What kind of dip is this? This is avocado dip. So I make an avocado dip. It's just avocado, lemon juice, lemon zest, olive oil. That's it. Damn. Just whip it up, a little salt, pepper. Mm-hmm. It's so creamy. 
I don't know if y'all can taste this, but it's amazing, y'all. Oh, God. Let's see. You should put it to the mic and see what happens. SMS. SMS? Yeah, when you're eating and everybody's listening to it. Rude? No, the thing on TV, <laughs> no, it's, on, it's on social media. When oh, scratching my damn hair. No, like they put the, the volumes really high and you just like eat and it just listens to the sound. Oh, shit. I can't think of what you're talking about, but I have heard it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like call it SMS or... We've been, we've been messing up, y'all. We've been, we've been eating on the mic the past couple episodes, so we're breaking our own rule here. But, you well, know, this is like a little the sound. That's what's happening. People understand that they like the sound if you eat it. Really? Get, yeah, it's, they're probably getting hungry now. So if you want, you can go to 2381 St. Claude at Free Thai and go get yourself some plantain chips. Right in South St. Rock Market, y'all. Can't miss it. It's right there. Oh, y'all you be there can't right miss now. it. Y'all can just, why y'all listening to this? Mm-hmm. So, I'm In fact, if they listening to this, yeah. do they get like some sort of like a free chip or something? Oh, yeah, a free chip. You can get a free chip, sure. Yeah. <laughs> free Say chip. all the fly kids. Scream it out. Free chip. Yeah. <laughs> say I love free tie. Walk in the middle of the, the, the actual market, stand on the table and say I love free tie, you'll get a free chip. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, somebody did that. Word. Okay, so last time we did this, um I called it the culinary chemist episode. And I think I wanna stay with that name for every chef that I have come on the show. So um, I like that. Culinary chemist. It's a it's a piece of a line from a, a clip song. Um Yeah, I know, that sounds like a drug dealer. Yeah, so <laughs> Well, we, we're going to we're, we're going to reclaim the word uh, <laughs> phrase, some a little more uh, positive. But um, yeah, so last we did the culinary chemist episode. It was with Chef Jerome Grant, ex- executive chef at Sweet Home Cafe mm-hmm. inside the National Museum of African American History, Culture in D.C. So I had to make sure I got somebody equally notable oh, to come up next. Yes, yes. He's not like, he, he doing what he do very well. Good brother, good brother. Known that brother a long time, um, but. What's awesome. up, Jerome? If you're listening, hit me up, man. You know, Instagram, Charlie J Pierre, C H A R L Y J P I E R R E, or Free Tynola, both Facebook, Instagram, all that. Okay. Hit us up, connect. Everybody, I mean, this is for everybody. Hit me up. Hope you're listening, Jerome. I got, I got to follow up. You see, if you've been listening. Anyway, um, so you're a classically trained chef. I am. Yeah. And you worked in some fine dining yeah. establishments in both Boston and New Orleans. Yeah. Okay. Have. Yes. Did you know out the gate, um, you'd eventually make a business out of uh, serving Haitian food, or did something no. happen along the way while you were working at these restaurants that made you say, you know what? Uh, me, I do do me. I mean, I was always like a I love a self promoted like a little entrepreneur. You know, I was rapping and before that, but I was rapping. I was always trying to sell stuff or create things. I mean, about three or four times, I probably tried to open a business even before. I even know what opening a business meant. You know, mm-hmm. I was like 19 trying to open up a burger restaurant. I failed and I tried to do it again and again and again. Yeah. Um, until I finally got a place, I guess. Um, but I knew I was going to, you know, get my own business independently because I know, you know, that, that that's the only way I can really succeed and be happy is when I'm working on my own hours and doing what I want, what I want, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm an ever changing person, you know. Honestly, I've never had a job for more than two years until now. The same Sound job. like me. Yeah, same job from them too. So I've always been moving around, you know, trying to find bigger and better opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, I ain't mad at y'all. Um, yeah, you can't be mad at them. That's how, that's how you make it, honestly. And, you know, as long as I, everybody I left behind was respectable, you know, and they, they understand we have great relationships. Um, it's, but, you know, it's always room for growth, mm-hmm. time for growth. So I knew that coming here, I wanted to do something 
um, food related. And it's, like I said, you know, the biggest things about New Orleans is that the, the culture here is so strong and prevalent, especially the Caribbean, the energies that the Caribbean gives off. Yes, um, absolutely. You know, and the spirits and all that. And I, it's so deeply rooted. And I just asked the same question that everybody asked where I was the Haitians. So I'm just like, you know, like, fuck it, let's... Let's open up a little Haitian place, you know. Originally, we were just going to try to open up a brick and mortar in the street. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't know how we were going to do it. We didn't even know how we were going to fund it. But we just hit up St. Rock Market. And we were just like, I think we sent them an email like one night and an email like the next day. Like, yeah, you should come in next week. Yeah. And we did a tasting and we were in St. Rock Market two weeks later. We're That's dope. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, the buying prices were way cheaper than opening a restaurant. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it was like a much feasible thing. And it was a smarter, uh, smarter thing to do. Especially when you're just going into a business because you have no idea how to run it, you have no idea what a tax man is, you have no, no idea how IRS works. Mm-hmm. So having all these chefs and people, um, you know, people who own food trucks, other restaurants and businesses all around you consistently um, really helps build my knowledge. And I can spread that amongst the other people once I learn. You know, Hang on one second. <laughs> So boom. So, man, that was a pretty quick turnaround. Once you got like from you getting into the door and all of that. Yeah, it was a pretty quick turn. I mean, that's. I mean, I'm happy like that because that's that's how my life is always. It's like I don't waste time. Everything's just boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. I mean, six months, five, six months into move, um, moving in here, I opened up the business mm-hmm. down in the one. So I was always about movement and you know, exceeding, going fast. And even then, I'm still thirty, and I opened up my first business at twenty six. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was just like, I felt late. <laughs> you know what? I don't have a second place and I feel late now. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I can understand that. Something that I've learned, though, is when things start going for you seemingly fast, it's not just you. you definitely on the right path that you're supposed to be mm-hmm. on yeah. and you're being guided by ancestors. Mm-hmm. The same thing happened to me. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I agree. It's, it's just all about you know maintaining that movement. Mm-hmm. Trying to be smooth with it. Uh, you know, not not overdoing it, but trying to seem consistent, but not overworking yourself. And that's really hard thing to balance. It's almost impossible. Right. Okay. All right. Being as though most of us out here are unfamiliar with Haitian food, um, when you first set up shop here, mm-hmm. um, did you did you? receive any pushback you know what i mean because oh, because people's because people's familiarity with especially with caribbean yeah, food is just, about it's 50 just, percent of haitians like my food 50 percent don't like my food why is, why is that? that because i make haitian food in new orleans so i i can't make a hundred percent uh haitian mm-hmm. thing and my style itself is just not that i wouldn't i, I wouldn't feel comfortable with myself if i was making a hundred percent traditional so half i'll say th- Half to three quarters of my menu is traditional, and then I do things like the free time. Mm-hmm. And Haitians don't like that I do things like the free time because they want to see them done in their way. Yeah. Or they don't like that my legume, which is my sponsor greens, doesn't have eggplant in it. I hate eggplant, so I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it tastes great. Like Everybody eats it never says, oh, this tastes bad, but Haitians will eat it, and some Haitians will eat it, but like, this doesn't have eggplant in it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, well, I'm sorry. You know. But I'm like, I've, I've learned to grow with that, mm-hmm. and I've learned to accept it, but like... I'm successful. My my place is successful. So it doesn't mean if this person doesn't like it, this person just doesn't like it and they can't cope around it. But my job there is when they come and whoever comes is to educate them. Educate them on New Orleans, educate them on Haiti, bridging those gaps and understanding why I make these foods, understanding why I make the free time. You know what I mean? Why it's so popular. 
Mm. People love it. So it's coming from the, your own people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get the most animosity from my people. Okay, that's crazy. Okay. Yeah, I always say that. But that's always that's all it is. Well, yeah, the people people want it to be the most authentic, like yeah. true, true to true to form, what they grew up eating. You know well, what I mean? Think like I'm not. I don't know if I'm Haitian. I don't think I'm Haitian. I don't think I look Haitian. Either way, I'm black. But I ain't from the Caribbeans or nothing like that. Point being is I don't know nothing about that culture. Yeah. So and I'm not from New Orleans. So this is all very new to me. So I mean, don't care how you feel. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> like you gonna make our food, you gotta make it right. But that's that's the thing. Eat there because you know they don't they don't do it as traditional as that. Like my grill plays a hundred percent. My fish plate. Like things things are and there's some things that are not. And I am completely okay with that because the pe- the people who say that do not realize or never think of the fact that if I did it how they did it, I would not be open right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Could so and you don't do it how they do it. So that's like an introduction for people who don't know. Yeah. To go and try to. Quote authentic unquote way. Yeah, you and know? I do. I mean, that's my goal is to have like if I'm, I'm going to open up, uh, you know, hopefully another place, um, and when I do, that'll be uh, you know completely traditional. Not completely, but you're gonna have like a not. secret menu for for the Haitian it, people. Yo, the hundred the menu will be for the Haitian people, but which means that it'll be for everybody. You know, mm-hmm. that's dope. The secret menu. I mean, I right now I have a secret menu for Haitian. What? You got a secret menu? For Haitian people. When Haitian people's come, I just give them a menu. Okay. <laughs> now I'm going to say, how can I get in on that secret menu? You better, you better get to get on your Creole. Oh, man. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Come back in a year. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. Okay. All right. That's cool. I mean, I love Haitians. I love this culture. But there's something I'm so proud to be Haitian. Every day, I wake up like camped. I have never met a Haitian that wasn't proud to be Haitian. Yeah, yeah. Oh, our culture is so rich. We're nuts. We're hilarious, you know. And just the shit that we see every day. Like I follow so many pages on social media just because it's like for me it's like TV. Like I just watch all the little comedies, captions, and the things that they say mm-hmm. are just hilarious, you know. You know, so yeah. I know one Haitian that didn't seem too proud to be Haitian. No, or she, or she muted it. I was telling him about my, She's my, probably ex, around my, white my ex-girlfriend. Nah. It is. I, I really think that's, that's yeah, what it some, is. Some Wait, like white like, culture or white Haitian culture? There is no white Haitian culture. No, there's white Haitian culture. Really? Yeah. It's like Haitian culture. Like, the people who live up in the... The wealthy people who live up in the mountains. You know, there's like Haitians who are... They're not white. Well, there are some white men, but there's like the ones who are... We call them green men. You know, mulattoes, the light-skinned mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Um, they live up in the hills. A nice place. A lot of them do. Most of them do. What? I never knew. Yeah. But you know, there's some, some good ones, but you know, uh, it's an interesting thing, you know, because I'm, I'm still an outsider. I'm born in the U.S., I'm Haitian, I go there, I go there, but to see it from there and understand the whole culture, it's still kind of, you know, you see a lot of faults in the whole Okay. Yeah, I mean, faults as in with, with every culture, you yeah, know what I mean? Everything. I mean, it's Haiti, so all the, Haiti's a fault. Haiti actually is on a fault, mm-hmm. so mm. yeah, everything, all that energy must, you know, just... Disperse. Y'all can't see the hand motion, but it's going up. I'm doing the Y from YMCA. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So even thinking about that, like how I know, for me, whether it's on the internet or people that I know, I always hear people who aren't Haitian romanticizing the revolution. But that's where the buck stops for them. Like, they haven't even gone and did any further... 
researching tonight the rest that. of Haitian culture and, and history. Haiti's history is crazy. And it's like, revolution is nuts in itself, you know, to like, you have a whole group of people just like, fuck it. And just like, going off, mm-hmm. just, you know, literally saying, fuck it, like, I'm gonna die. Like, so I'm just gonna go out here and slicing people's heads off or chopping arms and if I die, I die but I'm doing it for my people and my grandkids like you're doing it for me yes. young stuff a lot and that's the thing that's the yeah, part that they romanticize about they said that like, they were all running around and talking to each other like I'm doing it for my great 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 grandkids they're literally doing it for me so I have to like we have yeah. to bring out this is but not only that 1850s 1890s 1920s 30s 40s 50s 60s 70s 80s like we should we all have to know this history because honestly it's even for an American, especially African American, it's just as important as American history. And I know we all we don't really all give a fuck about American history at this point because we know it's a lot of no, we know what it's about. Going off. But I mean, it's extremely important to know about Haiti's history because it pretty much develops into American history. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. I would agree so, with that. Um, you know, I would agree with that. Something um, that you that's kind of connected in my mind. I was watching. Uh, I think she's got to have it. And in it, um, you know Mars, right? He's Puerto Rican, right? There was a scene in there where he was listening to somebody. I don't know the person's name, but he was listening to somebody and he was talking about how he has to um, be proud for the culture and he has to pass on this energy to the next generation and future generations after. Mm -hmm. And they were just talking about how the Puerto Rican culture is such a rich, um, passionate, courageous culture like it's like the shit and I'm just thinking I'm like damn to be from any of the islands there's such a rich pride in being black that African American people or black people you know so don't really have access to yeah I think the most funniest thing I, I think it's equally as important as like they're just really happy that they're not American Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would be too if I wasn't. Yeah, like, that's, <laughs> like I'm American, but I, I'm Haitian, you know. So right. nah, nah, I'm Haitian, bro. I got an American passport, but nah, I'm Haitian. You know what I mean? Like I connect with these people, but yeah, the roots. I mean, it's it takes time, and you know, like nigga, ain't no ancestry for us, but we you know we got we got to figure it out. Yeah, you know for I mean? Haitian put, people, yeah. no ancestry. I mean, there is, you know, well, but, you definitely know. is their ancestry. It's a plantain, y'all. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely. <laughs> Um, um, history for y'all, like anybody from the islands, like I just think about it as a black person, like the history I can think of. We got Nat Turner. Oh, when I'm saying ancestry, I mean like literally like ancestry.com. Oh no, nah, hell no. Nah. Yeah, ain't um, none of that. None of nah, that. Nah, none of that. None of that. You ain't finding no genealogy, <laughs> nothing. No, none of that. Yeah, you They're from Haiti, Africa, nigga. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, that's how I go. That makes sense. Um, yeah, that's fucked up though. Huh? That's kind of that's kind of fucked up. I mean, come on now. This is the whole world. Everything about it. We're the last in everything of everything. That, you know. True. Mm. But we the beginning too, though. We always the beginning, though. Ain't that <sighs> bitch? Yeah. Well, I fucks with it. I still admire the pride that I see, though. It makes oh, it man, easy man. to um to be proud of being black. Muslim. The reason why yeah. I live in New Orleans is like it's has such a similarity to Haiti. Resilience, right? Mm-hmm. Like New Orleans is so great with resilience. Shit be fucking up every day, but nigga, we are walking through water up to our knees every day. Like, yeah, we gotta go to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, every time it rains, it like it fucking floods, and we just still like 
go get our groceries. I gotta say, that's something that I, every day I'm, I'm amazed at how something else happens to let me know, okay, this is northernmost Caribbean city thing. Like, that's real. Yo, you know what I mean? Shit be going down it, and it's like, you know, it reminds me of Haiti. Like, shit be wild, wild shit be happening. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, they're just like, oh, you know, let's go party. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's gonna happen, but, you know, you gotta, you know, press on because, you know, you don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. So, we gotta enjoy ourselves today. You know, a, a, a tragic thing will happen and the Haitian will crack a joke and everybody in the crowd will laugh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, even the one, the mother, would, like, you know, start giggling a little bit. Like, that's the thing. That's how Haitians are. Yeah. They have to lighten up. The ones are very similar to that. Yeah. They Obviously, are. they're similar because they're c- completely connected to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, the roots here. If you were born here, chances are you have some Haitian in you. If you're born, you're black. Um, and, you know, it's the, it, the history is so deeply rooted all the way back to the... Re- even before the revolution, mm-hmm. really, you know. Um, Haiti was part of the slave trade, of course, yeah. right? So, yes. It's on that route. Yeah, it's on the route. So a lot of slaves, when they, before the Asians arrived here to New Orleans, which is the hub where they all dispersed from, they were in Hispaniola at that time, you know, Saint-Domingue. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them, they worked there, and they got sold and brought up to the U.S. Um, and then, but, you know, the biggest influx and the most notable influx, obviously, is during the Haitian Revolution, 1803, 1804, um, when, you know, the population of New Orleans doubled. 50,000 people came in, like, Mm-hmm. It's nuts. Fifty thousand people moving in a city. That's is like fucking. That's a at city that, at, at that time. That's 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 a whole city <laughs> moved to a city. You know what? You know what's so funny. I'm just gonna briefly talk about. So there's a new city called Kan Kanan, and I'm just looking at this on a map. And I just like discovered it because a lot of people are not even knowing about this. North of Port-au-Prince, right now, two miles north of Port-au-Prince is a ridge that used to have nothing but a hillside, like big private company owns it. Mm-hmm. After the earthquake, people were looking for spaces about. Seven million people in Port-au-Prince in the size of New Orleans, like New Orleans is like two hundred fifty thousand, right? So the seven million people living on top of each other. There's no skyscrapers. People are living literally living on top of each other. After the earthquake, house got damaged. They left the Port-au-Prince and started building these tents all around Haiti. But there's this area is so vast and so spread out that they just started living on this kind of gray sand soil area, mm-hmm. and it turned into a slum town. You know, like a shanty town, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it started to develop, right? People started actually building plots, getting land. And this happened from, you know, t- 2012 to 2015, people started getting land. But from that time until now, in seven years, it went from nothing but a few tents to a population of 250,000. Wow. And wow. there's no, there's, there's like, there's a one police station that's just like one kind of mo- uh, mobile area that's a little, out, little bit outside town. Mm-hmm. There's like a school that's kind of built. Originally, the government put like 15, uh, not 15, but a good like 50 houses in the middle for people to come live in. But obviously, it dispersed and grew. Yeah. So now it's just like literally a quarter million people in a town that's all dirt roads and like they don't even know what to do with it. Wow. And that's So you that's get amazing. to actually see a city really develop. Like, you know, it's, you think about like when they first came to America. I'm uh-huh. holding in parentheses. Yeah, yeah. Because we know it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's bullshit. But they first came to America and you think like it's I it's romanticized that it was just all fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. It's it's nuts. And you get to see a bill. Then the gov you know, Hitty's government's way years back, so it's gonna take them it's, it's they're gonna knock and recognize that city for but, but even still this is the we we're we're in two thousand nineteen. Yeah. Like this is like history that we're seeing over and over and over again. We've, we've heard about this. We actually are seeing it happen right now. This mm-hmm. is this is happening right now as we speak. Mm-hmm. And we, we, that's crazy to me. It, 
That's amazing. If it's facilitated right, it could be a beautiful thing. Canaan can be a beautiful city. The problem is, I'm sad to say, it's going to take a long time and it's going to go through suffering. It's probably going to go through hurricanes and stuff and people passing away for them to be like, okay, well, maybe we should set up a government in Canaan and start helping because there's none of that there. Not even like running water or no electricity. It's just so right now it's just so wow. if it's electricity, it's men, the men. The men are just like building up poles. Like that's what they're doing. They're building the like the locals. So it's a this a man-made government. But the crazy thing about it is that right now it's really safe, from what I hear. It is crazy. And that like they they they're doing okay. I mean like they they need help from the government because government brings them subsidies. They bring them water. They bring them electricity. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people have said like. You know, the hell in the government ain't gonna do nothing but you know extract resources and get the fuck anyways. Take tax money and not really do shit. Well, see, that's that wow. that's that resilience and just determination that again people romanticize when mm-hmm. it comes to the revolution. Mm-hmm. You know, which absolutely you would want that to be. They want that to be the the the, the level for um black people throughout the diaspora to operate on. Which I I mm-hmm. I it's obvious. I absolutely see why. You know, it's just I think. I don't know, it's just really, it's just really I fucked think up. it was it's beautiful. Just, it's, it's, the hate for, even for the Haitians, like right after the revolution for Haitians themselves, like it was beautiful. But then as things started to settle in, mm-hmm. um, they started to understand that they still have to pay uh, Haiti back. I mean, uh, France. Right. Back. So even though they still pay to this day. They still pay to this day. That's what I said. It's paying. a permanent, it's like a permanent tax. Like, it's mm-hmm. like. Still paying to this day. I, like, yeah. Once that starts to settle in and then. And then you start understanding the history, and it, it's really Haiti's right now is really jaded by the modern history too. You know, like not how beautiful it was when you know like, um, Papa Doctor the first mm-hmm. the dictator was running. You know how wealthy and you know, but that was one of his most prosperous time. Mm-hmm. But people don't talk about the negative because negative is just negative. So yeah, that shit's awesome. Yeah, huh? what are you gonna do? Who says? Um, but there's there's so much even in the negative like the negative there's just so much that we can learn from you know so much that they haven't learned from but so much mm-hmm. that we can mm-hmm. we can grasp and all these knowledges like how many times has I think the U S has went into Haiti three times to overthrow successfully they went in three times and overthrew Haiti's government mm-hmm. so if not four yeah I should get this right guys but yeah um, and so it's just like learning about things like why. Well, of course, it's, it's what's in there that they want, mm-hmm. you know? So there, there was so many types of resources. Now, this modern metals and um, things like on cell phones, and things like that, you know, that are very, very valuable. So, so, you know, there's a lot of government officials still there hauling trucks, shit, shit out mm-hmm. of the mountainsides, you know, I mean, going in there. And that's the only reason most of the time they have that. So and the lack of such natural resources. resources. Yeah, such are such little things are left and it's the same way back then you know even if the only reason why you know America maybe wanted to help out in the, in the like in the revolution was just because you know because of the resources they know about slavery they didn't want anything to happen back and it was really the aim. you know Spanish and French were really really afraid of any type of fight fighting back in the other country in the other islands so they did all they could to really stop well, let's, let's, let's come up a couple thousand miles and and you know you were saying before we started talking about you could tell people why there's so few Haitian people in New Orleans, mm-hmm. despite the the, 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 the generations long history. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Haitians even in Haiti know what New Orleans is, but that's about it. They just know about it, and it's 
even and vice vice versa. It's like know where it is, yeah. or they like actually know. No, no, they heard about they it. They know it's connected. They heard about it. They heard about it. Um, I don't know if they know it's connected because I don't know the school curriculum or anything like that, but I know they know about it. And vice versa, there's people here and like, like maybe less here, but there's people here who know about it. But the pro- the the most biggest thing about Haitians here is that, or Haitians in general, right? We are so. We're just such people who stick together, right? Mm-hmm. That's all we really, really like to just make sure that we're in our own hubs. We don't have to like disperse our, our knowledge to other people because we're always afraid of them taking, doing something and doing negative coming back on us. And that's always been a thing. I remember people talking about it and it's, it has something deeply rooted in their history, right? People have always been coming into the island, taking shit and dipping off. It sounds like something very connected to what we've been kind of mentioning, mm-hmm. um, revolution, mm-hmm. the period where everybody's at war. It's like, y'all... There's clearly another side. We yeah. need to keep what we have to us. Mm-hmm. And when you really think about it, you got other cultures that do the same thing. Uh, Jewish people, mm-hmm. Japanese, mm-hmm. Uh, Korean, Chinese, and all of these people have been... Um, they've gone through some sort of hardship that has either resulted in war or genocide or sla- enslavement, anything, where you have to protect the culture. Yeah. So yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's true. And it's... it's so we don't like to disperse a lot but when we something's going on in these events like we'll, we'll go there and for, so it's hard to get Haitians coming out of mm-hmm. their houses even if there's like a small community it's hard to get them out okay um, and most importantly is that Haitians had a lack of opportunity in Haiti and they're not about to run into a city that has lack of opportunity itself like you know this is New Orleans right. you know so they're gonna go through the big cities with where the economies are booming Miami, Boston, D.C., Philly. That's where the Haitians are, you know. Um, and that's where that thing, you know, stake. And I agree with them, you know. I have all my families in Boston and Miami. Mm-hmm. So, and, because that's where their wealth is, you yeah. know. Um, okay. That makes sense. Um, and, and it, you know, and there are people who come here um, and then move in and they're trying to settle down. And But the thing is, it's just hard, like I said, it's hard to get them out. Um, trying to find these people, you know, and put them in the community is not mm-hmm. the easiest thing. And me being just a Haitian-American and not just straight Haitian, I don't have the keys, you know. I can bring my Haitian-Americans in, but if a Haitian wants to come, he really has to do it on his own. Mm-hmm. And accept it. That's just how Haitians are. So crazy, man. Like, so people like yourself, like I, even though I have, I have my father, he's, he's training. Um, I was just, I'm just now getting immersed into our family's history and just the culture, the culture of the, of the country. So it's always dope to just talk to people like yourself who've like, you know, been immersed in it since day one, even though being born here, you know what I mean? Like I'm my, my father's first child that was born here. Um, and, I, and I say to myself like, man, you know, even though I just got introduced for the, for real, for real, I got introduced beyond just like the food. Um, I was like, immediately felt like compelled, like, okay, I want to do something to help out my family and even in turn help out Trinidad, mm-hmm. even from being right here. You, you always know, can. In the U.S., you know? So definitely, I, I definitely... You always can. I definitely gain a lot just to you listen know, to people like yourself. For what, what really... Lately, not lately, but in the recent times, I was really starting to realize that, like, it was always, like, something in my mind, like, damn, I wish I could just go down there and just do this and help and do that, but especially people in those islands, like, Haiti can only change from within, mm-hmm. you know, like, 
the diaspora can't really change it. Right. Haitians in Haiti have to change it. Mm -hmm. So we can do whatever we can and like push them, help them, support them. But it's the mindsets in Haiti, the mindsets of the people, you know, government, you know, all the officials, the workers, everybody has to have a slight change. And even me saying that, like, it's kind of out of my place. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's really up to them to really figure out who needs to do what to change. But and that's the problem. They always have other people. Every time there's something going on, there's a UN, a France coming in and trying to mediate. They just need to handle their own shit. Mm -hmm. um, and if that, there's just a lot of mindsets and changes that need to happen constantly. Really, recently in the parliament, um, that was two days ago, they, they didn't agree on the new vice president. This Our, our president, um, our last vice president resigned because of the whole Petro-Caribbean scam. Like, you know, Venezuela is giving mm -hmm. oil to, you uh, oil money to the uh, Haiti, yeah. and that money pretty much disappeared. Mm -hmm. um, and... The vice president like resigned, and the last the president right now is like you know really scared, and he's he's sworn, he's trying to swear in a new vice president, but all the people in the parliament are like okay well they don't really like it but they're gonna allow. But then four senators took all the furniture in the parliament and threw it up on the lawn and like saying no fuck no we're not doing this what? we're not doing this. And they this uh, that parliament fights and they get into shit all the time and like we think <laughs> we think our shit be on. No, this is well though. I mean like. <laughs> Like that's I I mean I agree with the four senators, but even the four senators you can't even trust. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's not like. I mean, there's never a, a, a clear black and white in any story, but yeah. um, just, just, it's not even like the corruption too, is so it's too great. So, it's too it's too deep. Yeah, you yeah. don't know who's for who or who's doing what. It's too great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and it sucks though because um, in Haiti the last three presidents have been voted in, but they left. They are just horrible. Mm -hmm. Not horrible, but to, you know, I'd say horrible. Yeah, I'm gonna say horrible. This is not doing anything good. Okay. You know, so um, it's so interesting to learn it in this understanding from the outside, and then we just try to correlate it, you know, to us. And I'm just like, well, we ain't even better. Like we just voted in some garbage too. So what the fuck, we what am I gonna say about this? You know? Yeah, that's 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 wild. Man. That's really wild. It really is. What about? Okay, so what? I'm gonna switch it up a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, on a pop from a cult, pop culture standpoint, and this is just about the entire Caribbean as a whole. When did it become cool? As cool it has as it has become to be Caribbean in the U.S. Mm. You know. Can I say I did, I don't like to be generalized in the Caribbean. I know. Yeah. I know people don't like that. I, I know people don't like that. Um, um, but but just as an observer, it's so different though because like. When Jamaicans are hot, Haitians were not hot, you know? It's true. Well, see, you let Jamaicans <laughs> tell, especially some people I know. Yeah, New York, Haitians are cool they'll say, They'll say, oh, don't, if, you was, if you was West Indian, it didn't, like, it didn't matter what country you came from. Yeah, matter. you're West Indian, but we're not West Indian. And that's the thing. Like, Haitians don't like that. Mm. You know, you got to think about, uh, like, who colonized us yeah. and who colonized the West Indian people. Mm. You know, they were English, so that's why they had food from in the actual India, the curries and all the spices they brought through, in through England yeah. do mm. there. We cook like the Spanish and French mm. because that's who colonized us. So we burn everything, you know, we stew everything. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the style of the French, the okay. Spanish, a lot of open fire. Um, you know, Africans brought all that, you know, tomatoes cooking down, plantains, that kind of style of cooking. Um, but people come to me and be like, yo, yo, do you have any curry goat? I'm like, yo, bruh. Word? <laughs> uh, nah, that's so offensive. Like, I don't know. Are you Caribbean? Like, you're Haitian? Do you have any curry? Like, that's not... 
Every you know night what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, you don't go to a sushi restaurant and ask for General Gao's chicken. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? They'll be like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? So, it's all yeah. right, because some people just make that mistake, and it's cool. Like, how am I educating? If you look stupid, then I might just check you for a second. It's all good. We're going we to let it pass this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People still look at my flag all the time and be like, yo, what, where country is that? Is that Trinidad? I'm like, yo, you were tripping. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> Pointing out your Haitian flag. Not no even... colors. You don't even know any colors. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they just would have been better off just asking, what, what? flag is that? Yeah, I even just... then, it still pissed me off because it's like, it says Fritai Haitian cuisine. Oh, well then, what's the point in asking? Well, the problem is they still they think it's Hawaiian, not Haitian. Because oh. they can't spell or read, I guess. What? These are deep. Mm. These are these I, always, people. I always knew this. It's the same people who Dumb think free ties are a frittata restaurant. <laughs> get the pork frittata. We ain't gonna go there though, y'all. The pork Damn, frittata. We ain't gonna go there, y'all. Okay, but. <sighs> eat my chicken son before I could go off on <laughs> <laughs> We gotta. We but to. At, again, in pop culture, observing like, okay, now everybody wants to align with something in the Caribbean now, um, which, while. People have known there's been the music, but not at this level of popularity, at least not in my lifetime. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, uh, what made us hot in recent times? The struggle, earthquake, you know? Um, just our disasters, the things that are happening. Mm-hmm. And then uh, people start talking more and more and re- being more relevant. and. I don't even know what really started, like, blew up the influx of, like, what made it so popular. Because we don't even have, age, like, there's no Haitian music popping on the radio right no, now. No, it's, it's not really. But I would, I would say it's um, more so our generation wanting to be more connected to blackness and anything black-related. Mm-hmm. And being in tune with um, other people suffering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that that, I think that that's what connects us. Mm-hmm. No, I think, you're right. I think, you're I right. It's that, just that in general. Yeah. Just know, understanding and knowing our roots is just extremely, extremely important. Mm-hmm. You know? But it's it's cool. Like, I, I love it. I mean, I do get a lot of media attention all the time. That's fine. That's dope. I mean, I'll take it. Um, and it grew up even more, it blew up even more, you know, post, you know, Trump calling uh, uh, Haiti uh, something trash or Oh, yeah, I remember. I remember. I remember. Who cares? No, no, no. I remember. Yeah, yeah but I mean, I remember you saying. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, I remember you saying. And then he yeah. said some shit like that. And then what's his name? Went down to Haiti and did his Conan. Is it Conan O'Brien? Was it Conan O'Brien? I don't know. I'm look that up. I know Trevor. One of those dudes that came down and did, and then like everything started. Trevor? Look. No, was it Trevor? No, no, Trevor. No, I bet he's been Haiti. No, the other one, the one with the weird face, the white blonde hair. That's uh, that's really like Conan. Yeah, that dude. That's Conan, right? Yeah, yeah. He was there. It was funny though. I mean, Haiti loved him. Still a white man in Haiti. They still ask him like, "What are you doing here?" You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's the thing. Like, how the wealth, even from my standpoint, I get into Haiti and I'm like, the black people are like the really dark skinned black people on the bottom are in Cité Soleil, La Ravine. You know, what I mean, and all these like like l- slower like less towns with a lot less money than Petionville. You go to Petionville, all you see is green men, like light skin, mm-hmm. maybe some light, like dark skin, but they're doing some work. And, you have, and the black, the dark skin black ones who are successful have to work extra hard to even get into those points. And everybody owns a business there. Like I was trying to go find a black owned restaurant. It was so hard. It sounded like here. Yeah, it was so hard. I was just like, yo, like I like, I want to go support this place, but like, it'd be cool. Like, I can go meet like a black owned chef who actually like, owns this place. And mm-hmm. I have, I know I, Chef Stefan, 
is a really cool guy. Um, and I, I'm going to go meet him. We're going to do a project when I get out there. Word. Um, but it's still like, like, you know, like, damn, man, it's like 200 years later. And hey, we can't, we still can't just figure this shit out. Like, y'all can't integrate a little bit. Like, y'all families are staying, light-skinned people are just sleeping with light-skinned people. And just like, you know what I mean? Like, and they're just keeping, like, this is Haiti. Like, y'all are only 2%. What the fuck? Y'all are yeah. only 2%. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, people just need to integrate more. I mean, it, it do they do in a sense because they have no choice to go, you know, go downhill and get other shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's always... An interesting thing and I find myself to think about these type of things all the time and I'm always thinking about the structure and infrastructure and how I just look at it from such an anthropological standpoint it's Word. crazy that's a good place to start bro. anthropological mm-hmm. definitely a good place to start um where hey, is your family from my uh my dad's from Jacques Mill southern southern town okay um right on the if you take about couple of miles south of Haiti on the other side of the mountains. Okay. Um, my mother is from Kwakafu, which is um, the next big city that's, um, if Haiti is shaped like a U, mm-hmm. she's kind of on the bottom slope where it starts to turn. Okay. Right there. And uh, where Port-au-Prince is like right in the middle of the U. Um, and she lives there. They both met in Port-au-Prince when they were going to school. They were both Jehovah's Witnesses. So they met through the church through there. Got right. married there and about 77 or something mm. and then uh, lived there for a couple of years and then moved to lived there for like a year and then moved to Venezuela and lived there for 10 years had my brother and sister there okay my brother and she had my sister in 79 and my brother in 82 and then in 88 they moved to the US Brooklyn for like a couple of months and then Boston I was okay. born in Boston okay I could have been born in Brooklyn Flatbush I would have been a hood I would have been in fucking prison <laughs> No, I mean, wild out. Anyways. Yeah. Um. Are they still? Are they still in Boston? Um. Yeah. My mom passed away ten, ten, uh, ten years ago, a decade ago. Okay. And uh, my father, uh, still lives in Boston. Yeah. They both. Um, they both just lived there. They loved it. I mean, my father loves it. My father is just remarried, and he's been um, just chilling in Boston. Yeah, that's a city I haven't gotten to. Farthest north I've been in the United States is New York and then yeah. over into you Canada. Know, I mean, Boston's yeah. good. Boston's dope. I mean, there's a lot of dope things. We grew up in Cambridge, so this, if you know Boston, you know it's a whole different, you know. I was really blessed to grow up in a city because Cambridge was wealth on top of hoods, um, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just like good route and bad route, right? Always and just in front of you and you can see and you had better accessibility to most places to it you know I was lucky that I was able to get in programs and get scholarships and do what I do yeah, Harvard's in Cambridge right? yeah Harvard and MIT are both in Cambridge okay but uh, both in Harvard and MIT are across the street from projects you know but now they're like they're, I mean they're, they're pushing all that stuff out but wow Didn't you know, know it's gentrifications everywhere <laughs> but know. we gotta gentrify our own hoods people we do we definitely do and if we don't do it, we need to infiltrate who is doing it so mm-hmm. we can still do it. Hey, ain't that a firm? It's not my firm. Not my firm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Haiti and New Orleans is such a such a special special place to me, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I I see the similarities and differences every day. Yeah. Um, and more similarities than anything, you know. Yeah. Um, you say Haiti shaped like a U. Yeah, Haiti shaped like a U. Yeah, pretty much. New Orleans shaped like a U too. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's the kind of same way. It's it's less confusing. Oh, it's actually they're, they're both really confusing. The, yeah, the uh-huh. shape of river. Yeah, crescent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they both they're crescent shapes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they both are. Um, but you know, Haiti's on a much bigger scale, but not that much bigger. So I was just thinking about something. I often sing melodies in my head. Um, I think about the Mario melody. Don't 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 mm-hmm. don't right. And uh, they use steel drums for that, right? So steel drum is what you're making or Trinidad. Trinidad. Mm. Is that steel drum? Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Steel drum in that ball. I never think about that. I was thinking about how weird it was to have a game of a little Italian man going through stages in Caribbean island based. Why did I, I just recognize that it's steel drums? Too? Wow. Yeah. I, yeah, I've never. <laughs> I never would have thought that. Is it a Caribbean place? It is. It is. He palm trees? Palm trees, little frog people, toad people, sunshine, rivers and shit. Like, I'm about to pull that up on It's YouTube a whole little and island. Listen to the difference. And they know black people are Mario people. people. And they know black people. Actually, Bowser black. Bowser's black? Bowser ain't black. Man, look at I'll that. I'll take that. Bowser that. was black, I'll take I don't he care if he killed that. I don't care. Bowser ain't like, everybody for your women. But then again, that's the storyline that they right. always came Yeah, you never know man. what happened. That's what it, he, it's only written by the, the winners, I guess, by all the white people. History is written by the white people. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I was now, just thinking now, about now that. I'm about to pull that up on YouTube. Bowser is black. I don't care what anybody says. I'm okay with that, too. Even I'll take it. Uh, you know what, though? I'm, it's bittersweet because if he's black, the way that they depict him on the show, on that, not the show, but on the game... That's the way that they kind of depict black men. In yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah, I just want to say black, and I want to just be proud of it because mm. it's like he was in charge of the whole fucking island. Mm. I was just like, nigga, I didn't kidnap the, pre- the the princess, but if you roll up on me, you gonna see what's happening. Come on, your bitch. You gonna see what's happening. He had the fireballs, right? He had the fireballs. Yeah. Who was he? A dragon with a turtle? Man. Show? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he yeah. looked like a big, a big, yeah, like a big, nigga, a big turtle angry thing. turtle. Yes. You know what I mean? Kind of like with the gremlins, how they go from He's like the to like these yes. angry mo- little monster midget things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fuck all that. Like, you killing all my peoples, you know? And then you come into my crib. Somehow you cross all them fire lakes. <laughs> how did you get through my security? No, all that. <laughs> how did you get the, over the, the move? Boat? The moving platforms, yeah. everything. <laughs> Yeah. What else they have? In you only had that shit up for decoration. You, you could have just used the back door, but he didn't know. He could have just he could have just paid him. And just paid him out. Yeah, just paid him for the girl. Nah, exactly. call call, maybe calling that. They had cell phone back then. Nah, nah. Could have sent him a letter. <laughs> yeah, I just think about that. That shit is so. It's like the eyes have been popping since back then. You yeah, I didn't know that Caribbean. Yeah, I mean, but you know, like they, like we were saying before, where was the first? And the last, you know, they take all that stuff. They take the good stuff out of our cultures and utilize them. Mm-hmm. Utilize them. You know, never know. You never know. <laughs> yeah, somebody brought up um, yesterday. I'm I can hear us eating these plantain chips. Miller. Might he might? Well, we're not all that close to the mic, so they might mm-hmm. not pick it up. Oh, but, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna mix it in the way that I can. They can hear. I'll have to mix. That's a plantain chip. <laughs> There's your example of munching uh, the, uh, the plants and chips. It's SMR or something. I think that's a sexual <laughs> thing, I think. Uh. We're going to have to look that one, that one up, yeah. too. Um, <laughs> man, what was I even about to say? I forgot, man. <laughs> um, shit. Yeah, I forgot. Um, right. Haiti? No. I'm going in August. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about my ticket. Uh, that was last week. You need a visa to go to Haiti? 
No. No. Just a passport? Mm-hmm. I should go to Haiti too. No, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. I mean, I, people, the thing is, Haiti is not like just like Italy. Like, especially people. No, 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 no. If I go, I know that I'm not going mm-hmm. to just be like Let me just cuisine yeah. and safe and all this shit. Like, I know that I'm going into a place where my life and my safety may be. It's not even. Listen, I'm not gonna say you're gonna go there and you're gonna get kidnapped or killed. Like, highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. But you should also just don't go. Like, I really don't like people when they're just like, oh my god, I want to buy to Haiti. Like, I was so close to buying a ticket to go into Haiti. I'm like, nigga, you can't just buy a ticket and just go to Haiti. Like, maybe you can. Like, you you can. You can. But there's just like so much more you need to know. Like, you're not gonna. Yeah, you can't. You're not gonna find yourself in the middle of Pencheville or in a like in the middle of Quadebuque in a back hut talking to somebody's uncle. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're just gonna go to De Cameroon because that's your only big resort that's close to um, thing, and then you're gonna go take a tour bus ride to Jacques Mel or take a mm-hmm. tour bus ride in Cape Haitian. That's the thing. That's though. the thing. Like you like, can't. I don't. I mean, like we need the tourism, but like y'all gotta know your roots. Exactly. You, know? you gotta know. You gotta understand. Go for touring, like. Yeah. When I when I moved here, like I still have yet to go on a tour. Yeah, I don't. I personally, as a black person, don't believe in going on the tour. I do not feel like if I go on this tour, I will be truly connected to my people. I do not feel like I'm really going to. be I think it's fine. Them. You know, it's fine. You can go on that, t- that one hour tour as long as that the rest of your ten day trip is. You know, I, 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 yeah. And I think it's, it's I feel, saturation. I think it depends on the type of tour and who's leading it too. Like so, like all again, uh, like no no the tours here. <laughs> Malik, all no no tours. We did an interview with him. I would go on that tour. Yeah. And when I meet other people who are not from here, and they're like, "Well, what tour should we go?" And I'm like, "Nigga, fuck them. Go to this one." Well, even if even in, even on in the islands, like you know, like I'm thinking about Jamaica. I'm thinking about Trinidad. Those are the islands I've been to. Like mm-hmm. you know, they have where okay, you can sign up for different tours, of course, but you can look and see like okay, where exactly are they going? What type of tour is it? So. You know what I mean? A big thing for Haitian Americans now are, are tour, they're do, actually doing tours, like full trip tours. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind that because they're, they're, a lot of them are, most of them are ran by actual Haitians. Mm-hmm. And they just bring it. But, you know, they do the, you know, traditional stuff. Like, not the traditional, but the gimmicky shit. You know what I mean? So, they, you they, know. They and it's be, it's way better than doing a Caribbean cruise and landing in Labadee, which is like a little island off the coast of Haiti. They call it Haiti, but it's not because mm-hmm. it's, it's a Caribbean cruise owned place. And, like, it's better than that, but still, like, it's, it's cool. Like, if you've never been and you want to do that, that's what I recommend. I recommend going on a tour group, just paying money and doing the, the Haiti tour groups because that's the, that's the closest you're going to get to the Haitian experience and being okay with, like, what, you, what you're getting. You, you'll have fun. But then, like, you can maybe meet people and, like, gradually build relations and then have, like, a real Haitian experience. Yeah, that's... Right, that's, right. That's but that, I would, so... But you have make, to build. Yeah, have to yeah build. I, would go, I would go and build. I would want to eat at some of the places where they're serving... Yeah, the street food. You know, yeah, like, I, I want to eat street food. If it's a truck I, I was, can go to, I'm going to go there and talk to the people in that environment. That's what I thing. was in the hood all, half half the time, you know? Middle two in the morning, chilling, walking the streets at night. I feel safe as fuck. Mm-hmm. But I also had four other Haitians always around me. You know what I mean? Like, I kept people around me. I'm always in good company. I know what my surroundings. We're yeah. never like unaware of being stupid. You're never, yes. you're never going to, you're never going to get that experience but, from a tour. But there are tours where you're going to get close. You know what I mean? But, but you got if you if you don't if you don't have family or friends or whoever who are from these places. But like, I'll say that, I'll say this though. If you know how to traverse New Orleans, at any time of day, if you know how to traverse New Orleans at any time of day and night, 
you'll be all right in the hate. You know what I mean? Like, it's the same type of shit. You know what I mean? Cool, you just got to watch it back. Be vigilant. Understand people. Understanding, you know, how things work. Understand you know, like, the, the ones is its own thing. Like, think how things work here is not the same way it works in Atlanta. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, same thing in Haiti. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, it takes time for me, too. Like, I go again and again to, like, even though I've been, I don't know, it's my, my sixth time probably in my life. Like, it's, it's still a thing that I'm, I'm just, like, every time I go, there's so much more to learn and take in. And the slang changes up more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Creole is just an ever-changing language. So... I would really like to see like a um, you know how, okay so they have tours right and you get the the whitewash version of whatever the the place is right but I would really like to see like an authentic experience like if you come let's say if you go where I'm from Dayton Ohio and you really want to find out what it's like there we take you in a DeSoto Bass and which is like the project it's a really it's a rundown fucked up place mm-hmm. um all the worst shit that you can think of happens there. Um, go to the Sounds Bass. like where all the good food's at, though. Uh, the good food is going to be... Uh, some of the Elks Lodge is going to have good food. And it might be a couple restaurants there that's actually good on Third Street. But the point, you get the good food and you actually get a chance to experience what they say the worst of the people are there. But it's not really the worst. It's like the people. These are the heart. Yeah. You get the chance to like experience what they talk about, and hopefully you have a good tour guide who ain't corrupt that don't set you up later. That sounds <laughs> that sounds crazy. That's another. That's a hood tour, which is yeah. interesting. That's a, that's a I, but they don't have that, and that's something that we could but literally I don't want, you like. You want people doing that though? You don't want people doing hood tours. They got they they, 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 they they used to have hood tours in uh, like the Bronx, and <laughs> uh-huh. it was like it's like when it, people it, were making it, money it, off like post Katrina. Right. What? It was called, um, what's it called? Like, ruin porn or something like yeah, that? Yeah, like, ruin porn. porn. Yeah, ruin porn. Ruin porn? It's yeah. like when white people feel like the only way they can feel safe is to go and do a tour. Oh. I guess it's the same thing. That's what tours are for, though. Yeah, tours I'm going to go see the levees and all this, all this. But whatever. Stuff. Yeah. I mean. I just don't, like, I don't know. I, I, everything I found out about this place. New if it was all black, I mean, if you only accepted black people, maybe. Or I would POC, be okay with that. POC, but even yeah. still, like, we kind of discussed earlier, like, there are two different types of black people. So it's like... No, you're right. You know, what kind of black people we get? It's a person-by-person basis. Damn, so this would be an exclusive tour. Mm. Like, very high-profile <laughs> exclusive tour. <laughs> hey, it should... Everything... Do it for, should do it for the apples. For us, like everything that we mm. do should be a lot of things. Everything, a lot of things. Do it for the apples. We do should be like that, you know? Why not? Why are we accepting everything and everybody and everything? Facts. <clears throat> As a restaurateur, I'm allowed to say no to whatever I want. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. It's a powerful thing. Yes. It's a very powerful thing. I don't like your, I don't like what you said there, sir. So I'm gonna have to refund you. This a good, this a good place to segue. So <laughs> eating a chip in their face, you know. This is a good place to segue. So you going on chop? Mm-hmm. Is that the only show that you considered, or did no, you consider no. other shows too? Um, I got, I got recently, they, they wanted me on guys' grocery games, and I said no. Mm-hmm. I say no a lot. Um, I'm not, maybe, like, I'll do only, like, Top Chef. Okay. Like as, the ne- as the next thing. Not the next. I wouldn't even say next, because it's not, it's not a goal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, 
to whatever. I don't really care about that. I mean, I win money at the end. That's cool. Yeah. But, um, Chapter's fun. And that's the only show I want out of most of them that I actually respect. Why is that? Yeah. I don't, I don't follow the food shows like I used to. It's a classic. Okay. You know, it's actually the first actual, you know, chop style. Okay. Like real so they really right. stick to like what the rules are really supposed to be. Mm-hmm. The basis of it. The basis of it. And it's really cool. It's fun. Um, yeah, the only thing I said. But it, it was such an amazing experience. It was dope. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun. Um, I blew it out the park and I was so happy about that. You did. I, I watched the episode. And it was like, it, I, I don't know, I just represented for New Orleans and Haiti, which mm-hmm. is also really dope. And the judges seemed to be very. They used. They were very. They were interested in that. Mm-hmm. You could see that in their faces when they when they were asking. You know where you're from, who you mm-hmm. cook for, all the. And it was a big, big, most important, a really, really important thing to them. Um, but you know, um, they were just trying to find like a, a topic that like really relates to me. And they were just like Haiti was a big thing. The, you know what they actually did even before that? They were gonna, because I like cars too. Yeah, and they were, gonna, they were going to do a car. 10 businesses and 10 cars. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they had me at the um, the NOLA Motorsport Raceway with a bunch of like Lamborghinis, Porsches and stuff. And we were just like doing an interview and like driving them around just That's for like, the show. But they never even showed it. Anyway, for real? Yeah. Never even showed with, it. With uh, Chop. Yeah, Chop oh. paid Buku That's money really to do it. Like, they, they held down the whole race track and spent a lot of money to do something that they were not going to do. Damn. Whatever. On my part, but you got to drive some cars. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah I'm on. you got to drive some cars, yeah. Man. But that show was so crazy, man. It was, um, you know, it, it lasts 14 hours, mm-hmm. the whole thing, and from start to finish. Well, if you win, it lasts 14 hours. If you lose, like you're the first one to lose, it lasts like four hours, and you got cut off. Um, but I arrived late, like by the time I got there, I was supposed to be there at like six, mm-hmm. and I got that seven. So, right when I got there. I was like, I, I just got up and I, they just put me on and they put my me up and I like went on. I Where did they film it? Thing. New York, so yep. yeah. They have a, it's the Food Network Studios out there. Okay. Um, and they just, yeah, they just threw me right in. So I didn't have time to think, which I think was really good for me. Yeah. Um, but they was pissed off because I was like, fashion me late. But I still killed it. <laughs> I just destroyed them and it was great. It was great. Yeah, I, when I do look at those shows like that, I'm just like, damn, I... Well, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a chef, so mm-hmm. perhaps I, it's easy for me to. I mean, I say it's easy, but it, I would I would say that I wouldn't be able to work under that type of pressure. But that's not my my area of expertise. You know what I mean? You know, I have no. The pressure was nothing during the uh, for me for mm-hmm. cooking because you know being a, a line cook and a chef for years, like your job is working under pressure. Like mm-hmm. on a Christmas Eve night. You're doing like 30 chickens and you have 15 chickens in the oven and you got 10 more chickens that need to go in and the only thing that's stopping them is just creating space. So you're just moving back and that's pressure, right? So we just learn to adjust with that. The real pressure is between every single um, every every single round during the show. Oh, okay. like, right? There's always like two or three hours where you're just sitting around. The and waiting then, time. Yeah, the so waiting the time. the amount that they cut out is... It's stupid. It's stupid. Okay. And the, the biggest pressure is like after you cook it, you have to wait like a half an hour before they go into judgment, before you walk up into judgment. And then after that judgment, you have to go wait another half an hour before they give you the final mm-hmm. thing, what they say. So that hour is really enough record. Like I could, yeah, the, just, the amount just of anxiety. Just waiting to find out which way they're going to go with it. Okay. Even though if I knew I was the first round, I knew I was going to be good. Hell anxiety. Second round, hell anxiety. Third round, even though I knew I did a good job, 
and she did a horrible job. Hell anxiety. Like, that's, of course, that's the game, you know? But I kept my cool. Like, visually, I looked fine. But I'm happy the camera wasn't below my waist because I was pissing my pants. <laughs> well, you kept it together, bro. Yeah. You kept it together. Yeah, they had me standing in the bucket the whole time because they were just like, yeah, we ain't doing this no more, Charlie. Just gonna piss on yourself. You know? <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. I cut my finger there on that show and nobody even, like, nobody knew. Oh, they didn't know until like after. Like, if you cut your finger on the show and you're like, you're, you're whatever you're cutting, and if you cut your finger there, they have to clear the whole board. Mm, so okay. if you have a piece of chicken like way over here, they're like, nah, nigga, you gotta clean all so, that shit. So I like, I was chopping some kale, and I remember I, I nicked like right here my finger, a little piece of skin just nicked right off, and I was like, oh. and I just like, <laughs> nobody was like, really looking at me. So I'm just like, I'm like, I'm acting like I'm cutting. I'm like, yo, just take some, I just threw it off. And then, like, I just finished cutting and put it over here, and I'm like, oh, I cut myself, you know, after, like, nothing's on the board. And I'm like, oh, okay, let me just switch that out. You're okay. And I didn't, like, make it dramatic, so it can't be on TV. Okay, we're That's, right. that's so funny. And that's what I learned. Well I was played. like, if you don't make yeah. it dramatic, they're not going to put it on TV. You know? Well, well played. Well you, know, you burn yourself, and you just, ow. It's like, ah, we can't do anything with that. Okay. Mm. Can okay. you burn yourself again, maybe, so we get another shot? <laughs> Okay, you fucking crazy. Yeah, should they say four cameras in your face and shit? But yeah, it was cool. It's really cool to meet the um the judges because the judges will have a really cool, humbling, um, um experience, and I like them. Um, okay. The host Tom, really, they're all like really good people. Even the the whole cast and crew, I really like them. Like it's just a really enjoyable experience. It's long, mm-hmm. and it's even more enjoyable when you get ten k. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah man. That one, that one doesn't. That, well, that's the only episode I watched in forever. But it, that one doesn't have as much drama as some of the other like no, judged no. shows. Yeah, and that's a good thing and bad thing about me. You know, like I'm not gonna do too well in the TV shows like that. Cause I ain't gonna, I'm not drama. You know, I'm not gonna start yelling at people. Chill, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna chill, dude. Um, maybe I should just start start sparking joints and shit during the show and create drama like that. You know. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you that. could model yourself after like Snoop. That's crazy, though. I went fourteen hours without smoking weed. I thought I thought old boy was going to like be a little dramatic when he got kicked off. Who you talking the, about? The rapper dude. Oh, that he he was a little dramatic. He cried at the end, like it looked like like does he? I was like, yo, I'll see you later. He was really crying. I was like, all right, just all right, just go, bro. Just like <laughs> just get out of here. Bro. Just get. You're good. You're good. Just, he was like the he was like the white mace. Like he just talked damn. real slow. Yeah. And he was a rapper. I thought he was cool though. I mean, like I, we were together for like two hours, and I was like, I thought he was like, I thought he was gonna go the longest, you know. And that's so crazy because who you think is gonna? Mm-hmm. It's totally not, you know. That avocado toast fucked it up for him. Yeah, <laughs> you remember it? Yeah. Oh shit! I was this like, man, you can't just use it as a side, he man. Just, they he, go he had avocado <laughs> toast, and he just cut it up in half and just put it on the plate. He didn't scrape the toast off the avocado, avocado off the toast. He didn't do nothing. He just put it on the plate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, yo, So bro. it didn't even look pretty. It didn't, it didn't look like I it. mean, it looked fine. He's because he put like a whole garden of flowers in it. Like, he put like way too much flowers. That was it. Damn. I mean, he got cut for a lot of stuff. But, yeah. but you know, my shit was popping. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was, you know, I, I made little lamb kebabs with mm-hmm. a little panzanella coming out of it. I mean, panzanella was like a bread salad. You mm-hmm. just make that with... Um, I took it from the avocado toast and yeah. added um, nuts, red wine. Damn, I'm forgetting. I know, it's been so long. Oh, and like green cabbage and stuff. It was good. And then I whipped the avocado and reduced some um, pomegranate juice and drizzle all over it. Shit was popping, you know. 
That shit sounds And hit it with some barbecue sauce. Just kidding. <laughs> you I didn't make either way. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Well, no, no. Well, I, I probably, with the barbecue sauce, I would have been like, what is this? And then I would taste it like, what is this? <laughs> I did make peekleys on it on the show. Yeah. So peekleys yeah, is a spicy Haitian relish, if you didn't know. All Haitians eat it with everything. Consists of cabbage, carrots, green onions, bell peppers, lots of love, citrus, uh, oh, and scotch bonnets, of course. Mm. And you can get it at Free Thai at 2381 St. Rock. Or St. Claude. At the St. Rock Market. St. Rock Market. You want to go. Make sure y'all stop through whether you live in New Orleans or you're coming through for a visit. If you yeah, haven't been yet, you are please. not going to be disappointed. Please. Mm-hmm. You will not. Help me pay my rent. Be disappointed. Um, you got any cars in your collection yet? Um, no. I mean, I, I had a Porsche 944 and I sold that. Um, I had a 93 Chevy pickup and I totaled that. And I just got my, um, I got my Yukon sitting on sixes. Just chilling on that, you know. Okay. Just keeping it cool. I need to save up. I mean, now's not really the time for spending money on cards. It's spending. It's now's the time for investing. So, okay. absolutely. Like I have one rim off the car, and like I should probably get it repaired because it just looks stupid. But I also don't care anymore, which is interesting because it's the first time in my life where I'm like, I might just put my wheels on the car and not take my rims off. Just. Factory That's that wheels. point when all these people, you know, that point where you see everybody, especially celebrities, they'll have that point where you say, I'm just gonna take off my chains. You know, they just take off their grills. Like, you sure? Yeah, they're just like, you gonna do this? Like, yeah. And it's a big thing for them. That's yeah, not crazy it. for our community. Like, I don't wanna wear jewelry. <laughs> you sure? You're not gonna wear jewelry? Shit, Jay ain't had a haircut in months. I know, I'm saying, that's and crazy. He, he kept the haircut. He wears one you know chain what? and you'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. He made it. Like, like you made it doing? when you wear one chain. That's, that's the shit. You make it yeah. when you have no jewelry. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yeah, uh, straight up. Okay. Straight up. Would the restaurant have worked in a in a in a in another city first? Hmm. Like if you did free time in another city, would would it have worked in another city first? Yeah, it would blow up faster. If I did in LA, if I did in LA, I'd have ten of them. Already. That fast. That I mean, big I, of a difference I, think just, yeah. I would I, I'm, I'm saying I'm over exaggerating but I'd have like three of them they're realistic I could yeah. see with knowing you yeah. and your energy yeah. in see, San thinking, Francisco you'd be fine yeah St. Mm-hmm. Oakland area mm-hmm. um, there's, a, there's a place called and I think it's in Florida called Manger that means food and it's a, a chef that um, I'm just starting to get in connect with. Mm-hmm. And he has like more of like a, a franchised approach to his like Haitian food, which is kind of cool. But I just like never thought of that. Like I'm not, not saying I really want to franchise my shit and like really make it look all corporate and shit. But it's just like, that's such a far-fetched idea for Haitians, you know? So it's like, wow. What, like, to have way, multiple restaurants? It's not even just multiple restaurants. His shit just looks officially, like it just looks official. It looks like there, there must be no, 20 other. You know, so it's like a franchise look. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's bad. I, I like, you know, his bowls and everything has a specific look. It's dope, but it's just, it's like mind-blowing. And that's cool because it's all of this opening possibilities for me. Not that I want that. I'd rather have 10 different restaurants than 10 the same. I mean, if 10 are the same, if people really want that and I'm not saturating the market or taking shit from other people, which is hard not to do if you have 10 different places. Definitely. Um, then that'd be cool, but, you well, know. Well, the dope thing about that, though, is let's say you did open up 10 for Thai 
for Thai uh, restaurants, it's a lot of people that don't know anything about Haitian culture mm-hmm. or Haitian food. Mm-hmm. So it's like and you would literally be enriching a whole generation of people yeah. to learn about your culture. Yeah. Yes, so though. I can do that and help what's going on. Yeah, yeah. If I can do that, then that's beautiful. You know, that's like I said, Haitian Haitian history is American history. So, um. I always, my, my dream too is like when I had the next place is to have like you know pieces of the history on the wall you know? yeah mm-hmm. and that's the introduction for most people to different cultures either mm-hmm. through the music or through food mm-hmm. yes you know and yeah. we're in this age where everybody's eating out and wanting to you know try things from different cultures you know mm-hmm. outside of the United States so the time would be perfect for that yeah I agree it should be the time would definitely be perfect for that um, so so are there on the future plans list expansion plans beyond? Oh yeah, many, many, many. But um, oh. I can't speak on specifics. Oh no, yeah. no, no, no! I'm not saying that. I just want to know. You know, did you want to just I'm keep not, it local? I'm you know? I mean, uh, I, I mean, I want to supply and fund New Orleans. New Orleans needs a lot of. Let's talk about this. I just gotta always gotta bring this up. Charlie only hires pe- locals. If you haven't lived here for more than three years, I do not hire you. If you are not a person of color, I do not hire you. Uh, and if I don't hire a person with opportunity, I hire people who like, you know, if you have a second job, if I'm your second job, I don't really, you don't really need me, but I want people who need jobs because the unemployment rates are really high. They're still about like 30% for black women and almost 50 for black males in mm-hmm. New Orleans, right? We still see you go to the French Quarter and all, the only the cooks are all black and then everybody in the front is all white. Mm-hmm. And, and like all these white people who are coming in and just, who just taking that server money, which is where the money's really at, they're just taking it and leaving because all these people are transitional people. Yeah, that's something that, was one of the things that blew my mind when I first got down here because I'd never seen anything like that in in my adult life. Yeah. You know? Um, it's, it's really like that everywhere, I think. Know? Like even if you go into D.C., you go in restaurants and hotels in D.C., it's going to be the same thing, you know? But it's more... It's you're seeing more, la- you're seeing more Latino south. people now. Yeah. In, yeah. in those industries. Well, yeah, you're right. You're you know, way, more, Latinos, way, way, really. way more Latino people. No, you're right on that. Um, and you got a lot of... And in the D.C. area, because, you know, just to the east of the city, you got Prince George's County, Maryland. So that's like a large population of like middle class and wealthy black people there. Mm-hmm. So... Seeing black people in the front of house, like, that's nothing. But seeing so many black people in the back of house, that really threw me off. Um, uh, I think... I when I first got down here. Most of the restaurants I worked in, I was probably the only black person in the front of the house. And no one else. Mm-hmm. And the back of the house, a lot of them still didn't have a lot of black people in the back of the house. And I'm not saying, like, well, I'm not going to say anything about any of that. I'm not going to take any sense. But um, I'm just saying that it's, it's just so uneven and that really bothered me. So the least mm-hmm. I can do as free tire, as an employer, is, you know, try to set, just balance it. Yeah. You know, that's all I'm doing, you know. Not picking sides for any any other reason, but just, I just want to balance it. Like, we, way too many unemployed people. And, you know, it takes, it take, it's work, you know, because a lot of these people aren't educated and not, it's not just because they chose to be uneducated, it's just because the system failed them. Mm-hmm. So... I can't just sit here and deny everybody. You know, some people are just too much work and it's too much of an investment. And everybody, I don't look at people as money, but I know when a person becomes too expensive for me. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. when your mistakes just become way too expensive. Mm-hmm. And I try to measure that when I first see you. I'm trying to be like, yo, you need some work, but I can bet I can turn you into some. And I, right now, I have four amazing black women who, the best, like, the best. All four of them are amazing. Like, I don't want to do anything or lose them. 
So I'd rather, I want them all for them working full time and I'm going to leave and do other things every other way just so they can hold it down and, you know, continue to work and build and teach these skills to each other. You know, yeah. like two of them are now managers and I'm teaching managerial skills, you know, how to hold their own, you know, how to really like take up on, you know, other people's mistakes and learn from your mistakes and not, you know, not missing the little steps. And it's all growth, and that's what we're doing there. I tell people who come into free time, like, yo, when you work for me, you're not just working. Like, this is this is something for growth. Like, you're going to come out here, and then you're going to be a sous chef somewhere else. And that's what people have done. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the last last guy who's manager is now managing at Pesh and working um, at Compelo Pen. So, you know, he's doing he's doing something really, really well. So that's all I want to see is growth, like, yeah. continuous. Put people in position so they yeah. can empower themselves. Exactly. You know, how do you find people who are actually interested in, I don't want to say working for you, but growing with you? Huh. Um, it's obviously a really big needle in a haystack. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just about devotion. Like there are people like this is Michael Alicia. She's like my number three under me. And she's amazing. But she took a long time to grow. There was at one point I was like, I maybe might, might want to fire her. Cause she's becoming too expensive, but I knew her dedication was her biggest, like her biggest, um, you know, um, you know, the most important thing about her, you know, like she'd come in every day on time and just, you know, just even if she fails, she's just like, okay, I'll do it again and do it again and do it again. And that's how, you know, like she was just dedicated. Keviano was just like quick and attentive, quick and attentive. So I'm just like, yo, she's good. Emery just goes in. And just like hones down the line like anytime she gets on she's like okay i'm gonna just work the line and like you gotta understand people just we have balances and i, I try to push people outside their boundaries like it's not good that emory's just always on the line she needs to learn prep because you gotta be well-rounded in life in general mm-hmm. you know you gotta learn how to be sociable and that's what i really like about free tattoo it's not only cooking you have to learn how to talk to people so you know it broadens your vocabulary it helps you just become patient you know which is the most important thing you know um but there's so much room for growth and I think that's extremely important you know and I encourage everybody else like just think about who you're hiring man because I be seeing some people hiring some idiots and I be like yo why the hell like you you can just see them doing it and, the, and people are just rushing themselves just to try to pick up people or you know they're just going to think that this group of people is going to be better than that I'm just like yo y'all are just you're rushing through these people you're not showing no type of care concern mm-hmm. when you're hiring them so I mean, you see it most businesses you don't it doesn't matter I mean Generally in business, it doesn't matter. Like people, 95% of business don't give a fuck. You're just a number. So like, that's how restaurants do. I'm just the minority one who actually gives a fuck. You know, and I'm, I'm just, I'm still realizing that. Every day I still realize like, oh, y'all don't do this shit either. Okay. I mean, that's where the change lies because mm-hmm. you can't rely on the, the, the institutions mm-hmm. at no. this point because they've shown time and time again. <laughs> they, they're good. Like you said, just moving they, us through. They you know what I mean? They're a system. Yes, yeah. the system. They're not really designed to cater to the individual. Mm-hmm. So that's why community is super important to me, you know, um, working with people, growth, uh, understanding your faults and excelling, you know, leading with that and, you know, not acting like you run the show, you're being the professor, but, you know, just being a mediator. That's why I just always try to do it like, because there's always room for growth. Like, we need growth. You do, I do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a, if it's a Haitian thing or if it's in the name. So I know another Haitian brother from Chicago, creative, with your name. Pierre. His name. His name is Charles. Charles Jean Pierre. Uh, uh, Charles. Charles and Pierre are two variations. Pierre 
first of all, half the half of Hades caught here, mm. like literally, um, and then Charles is like <sighs> Charles is somebody. I feel like he's somebody in history. I don't know who that's another Haitian history, but um, Charles is a, Charlie is is my mom gave me the actual name Charlie because she wanted me to sound like I was a first American child, so she wanted to give me an American name. Okay. So it was Charlie instead of Charles. Yeah, but well, listening to you speak and the thing about him, I'm just like even the place that y'all operate from as creative as creative individuals and as business people, you know. Um, with that just strong connection and, and dedication and commitment to Haiti and the culture, it's like I'm listening to the same person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and he even his art. He's a, he's a visual artist, so he's a painter. Um, he operates from um, you know the social activism, but historical lens that ties that shows similarities and as well as the differences, highlighting the differences um, of both. Haiti and United States as far as the black experience goes, you know, um, and a lot of what he, he does a lot of teaching. He's an educator um, in, in DC public schools and, and he teaches abroad and things like that. But, you know, just again, that commitment to um, not only educating, but lifting up, you know what I mean? Putting people in position and showing like, you know, you can, you can, you can take what you're passionate about um, and turn it into something that is that is lucrative, but still very true to who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and grow with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. And that's most important. You know, like I find myself with this, you know, kind of capitalism talk and things like that. You know, and like where do I fall on that standpoint? When I want to grow, what's my growth like? Like I, I still want a Rolex. Like it's just just what I want. You know what I'm saying? And like. Is that okay for me like that? No. It's or? not okay. I mean, it's not. It's. I was not gonna say it's not okay. It is okay. It is. It, a, is. it is okay for you to like all this stuff. I like luxury shit. I'm taking. <laughs> I like luxury <laughs> shit, and you know, I like nice things. And sometimes you might even say I'm a snob. But what I will always do though is show the next person who might not be familiar what it is and let them know like this is how I learned about it you know mm-hmm. what I mean mm-hmm. and so and have them experience it along with me yeah, 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 you know what I mean yeah. so that they can go try it out for themselves mm-hmm. and but also then, know that they got the license to do that but then that's the thing that's that's like not capitalism I don't think I mean, the thing that capitalism falls short about is um, educating the next person who's a part of it on the background and the origins of things mm-hmm. um, capitalism just kind of creates this whole system mentality with people where you just shuffle people through and they don't really take the time to invest mm-hmm. in them whether it be telling them where plantain chips even come from mm-hmm. the whole real process and history behind making plantain chips mm-hmm. or all the different things you can do with guacamole or mm-hmm. not guacamole avocado mm-hmm. a lot of shit you can do with it but capitalism doesn't it's teach the you those of things the, earth. the butter of the earth capitalism wouldn't taught me that so it's like where do you find the balance between Capitalism and compassion. I think that 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 depends on the person. That definitely depends on the person because I mean, you can use capitalism as a tool that it is um, to amass a certain amount of money and and access to resources so that you can reinvest that or invest that into you know your family, your community, or whatever the case may be. You know, but that requires you to have that compassion 
for those less fortunate or those who could stand a, a, a helping hand with, with some real structure or something, like something like with some real substance behind it. You know, not just necessarily throwing money at the situation. You know what I mean? But that that's a level of compassion that, even if that's a level of compassion that I think a lot of that maybe a lot of wealthy people have, it's not something that's talked about. It's not something that's put on display in a genuine way, you know? Hmm. But, yeah, I think that depends upon the person. Hmm. You know what I mean? I can see that. Um, Charlie, I wanted to kind of ask about, well, I wanted to ask about the um, communication form that you do because I think that you are walking a fine line between um, capitalism, well, participating in capitalism, mm-hmm. um, self-empowerment and empowering the community mm-hmm. that you're a part of and that you come from. Mm-hmm. And I think that the um, culture of communication forum that you started, you do it every Tuesday, every first Tuesday, mm-hmm. right behind Free Tide, right behind um, St. Rock Market. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's a beautiful concept and I think that it is is very much needed mm-hmm. for the space that we are in as black people, mm-hmm. black men, black women, anybody who's coming from a background of like knowing oppression and knowing that that is a part of your history no matter where you go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm here facilitating it, so I want to hear what you got to say. I think. Or why you did it. <laughs> All right, so first off, the thing is, I'm just going to say it, is that like, I intended it to just be just for men. I didn't even like give it a color. It wasn't really for black men or black. I mean, just, of course I'm not. It's not. I, I'm not just saying it wasn't really for black men. It's unspoken. You yeah. just say it was just a for. It was a place for men for to come. Yeah. yeah, to come, to come. And like the thing is, it's like white men are really bad with it too. And I, mm-hmm. I have white men who are my friends too, so I don't want them to not come as well. You know. But I mean, it's it's kind of unspoken as well. There's a lot of black men, and I love that my brothers are there. That's really important to me. I think you um, got a point with it being white men included too. Like, yeah. you don't really know it, yeah. but I think that's important because you're right. They don't know how to fucking talk either. No, 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 it's dude. It's all, it's right. all about it's a, it. It's so, a man thing. Yeah. These things I created, they're called culture talks. And I'm like, it, it blew up like immediately, right when, like, right when I brought it up and the idea just like really took off. And it, I think it's, it, it's a continuously successful thing. Um, especially to the standpoint that like I have people still hit me up and be like, yo, we just had this conversation mm-hmm. and it was like growth or like a person be like, yo, I was doing this and I stopped myself. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's the most important thing. So we, every first Tuesday of every month we have these conversations and they're, um, pretty much, um, male based, male focused, uh, conversations that we ask our brothers to come and join us and we tap into these spaces that we would generally find uncomfortable and make them comfortable. So talking about like what, like, um, like, you know, first of all, the first one was like, we went hard into the first one. The first one was called culture of silence Mm -hmm. and the culture of silence was based on ego. It was based on a blind eye culture, like seeing your boy on the other end of the bar, like, you know, trying to take a really drunk ass girl home or him saying like, yo, I'm about to stay here and try to pick something up and be like, well, you sure you want to do that? Like, who you going to do that with? You know what I'm saying? Like, just not doing those type of things. Um, and talking about sexual harassment, what is sexual harassment, and how do we identify it? And making other people comfortable and not understanding that even if you think it's not, you know, it might still be. Or, you know, trying to find these lines or where they fall, right? Mm-hmm. Understanding is pretty much what it is. And 
when the first one, it was good, 22 dozen people came and we were all just having this amazing, amazing, beautiful conversation that continuously went and I just mediated it. Like, you know, I just had a list of questions, you know, and like, you know, we are just segued into other things and um, people were just answering. Everybody always had something to say. There were people who talked more than others, but the great thing is that, you know, as being a mediator, a good mediator, you can just, you know, you know, just, you know, slight, you know, smoothly transition into the other person and mm -hmm. keep it going and have a beautiful conversation. Um, you know, it was a thing that I, it was, I originally wanted to be an hour, it lasted an hour and a half. It could have really easily went on to four or five hours, but, um, you know, you, you stop when everything's getting good because you just want them to come back. You yeah. Know? Mm -hmm. um, That's a tough thing to do too. It is, it is. It was really tough, you know, and like, you just find somebody with a good note and they left on it and like, for me, the the first one, the the, the best note that was left was Cav. He's a Cav. Um, he's under Cav wins on Instagram. Mm -hmm. The rapper. He's a local. Cav, yes. Yeah, Cav. Real, real intelligent man. He um, he was listening. He came halfway through the combo because he, he, I think he's flew into town and like came in and like swung through, and he was just like, yo, like he was so quiet, and then he was just like, yo, y'all fucked up, and I was like, huh? Why do you say that? He was just like. Y'all haven't even tapped into the root of it. Like, everything that we're saying, he broke it down. Like, everything that we've been saying has been talked from, from a male standpoint. We've been talking over each other. And I was like, oh, really? Like, he's just been bringing things, all these points out to, like, really kind of recenter us. Mm -hmm. And it was so beautiful in the way he did it. And I was just like, we're just going to stop right here. Everybody's like, but, but. I'm like, no, we're just going to stop right here. Because we're just going to take in what he says. And he was like, the last thing... Is that we gotta start thinking about you know not just women but you know how we treat you know like trans people homosexuals because we're equally as horrible with that and I was like I agree you know and so things like that are great things to just leave off on mm -hmm. you know what I mean and just like telling we just left like telling like let's make sure we don't go to we don't take any drunk cars home can everybody just agree to that yeah all right cool that's great like that is you know it's it's yeah, funny steps. right baby nigga steps. I just got 20 men to say I'm not gonna take a drunk girl home I, I don't even understand you know how important that is that, that's, that is that's, yeah and that's never even been something that I even wanted ever to do it's like what what why would you want to take a drunk but well, that's that's the, that's, that, that's the thing why do you think what well, most men go out at night you know what I'm saying like you know, we're trying to come thing, up. Like, it's a, in our, it's in our nature. Like college, think about college. Cool. It's in the nature to do that shit. And I'm just like, well, this is so. If it's so systematic, you know how hard is it for men to change? Like we are just such stubborn figures, creatures, I should say. And we're just like, nah, that's that's real. I don't that's think it's real. in our nature as much as it's a part of our behavior. Like behavior, I can remember behavior. growing up behavior. and thinking, like, it's okay to do certain things like that, and then realizing very quickly that it's not okay to do shit like that. Like, the power that you give away over your own self when you participate in that sort of shit, when you're taking advantage of people in that way, is like ridiculous, mm -hmm. and I like my power. So mm -hmm. it's like, I don't wanna give that up because, I don't mean like jail or anything, I mean like spiritually, mm -hmm. I like my power. So I don't wanna give that up because I wanna have sex with somebody. Mm -hmm. It feels much better to actually go about this the right way. I, I'd say you're probably the minority. And that's what I was going to say about Geronimo as well. Yeah, it's a very small minority of men that's like, yeah. bro, like... It's, all it took in that conversation was just being like, yo, like... Because there were people in that conversation who I know were like, you know what I mean? We're, we're doing that. We're doing probably... We're attempting to do that at places, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I'm just like, yo, for them to be like... You can see it in their faces. Like, they're understanding, like... 
Yeah, maybe it's not a good idea. It's just not a good idea, man. Just, you know what I'm saying? Text, take a number. Not, maybe it's have not a good, good conversation. Idea, man. <laughs> tell her what's up. You know what I mean? Tell her if you want to be friends or want to have a relationship. Go on a date yeah. the second time. You know what I mean? Do, do your thing. 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 As long as you got consent, everybody's happy. Yes. That's cool, but y'all yes. coming up so quick. You know what I mean? Don't, Nothing don't, can don't happen. Don't blindside Don't get her when she's vulnerable like that. Shit be happening so quick. You know what I'm saying? And I, I understand that. You know Because it's a lot of the times, you know... It's not just you, it's her too, you know. She really wanted that night too or something, you know. But I'm just like, oh, yeah, everybody's just, you know, you just got to watch. And I'm not saying, you know, do what you do in that comp. Every situation is independent. Yeah, but just good. understand where you're at, what's happening, what you said, what you said, what she has said, you know. Um, what she didn't say. What she didn't say, mm-hmm. most importantly. Um, language by language. And I'll con- oh, continuous consent was the most important thing. Yes. Continuous, not just one time, but continuous. Every yes. moment, asking shit, every people step. change. Yes. People change all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that. I don't like you anymore. Yeah, like damn. Damn, that's it. But well, we was just good five yeah, minutes just, ago. Yeah, what I like, I like you now. But what? Yeah, shit. Damn. That's, so that that's human that beings, can... though. You know what I mean? So. No, you're right. Oh, you're right. I think. I'm, I'm excited to know that conversations like this are happening. Yeah. And I'm excited to hear that because um, a lot of people are afraid to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. But they are. They're just afraid. Even if they're not afraid, they just don't even know how interesting. And that it's not even like it's, they probably even think it's boring. That's, I think even more so about how if they're afraid to have them. It's like, I don't really, like if you go, you'd be like, wow, like you really want to talk and you really want to continuously just hear it. And it's, it's not just a thing that, you know, it just, sitting there and it, everybody's monotone it sounds like the clear eyes guy talking and shit it's just like no people are really into it they're just kind of having these light conversations sometimes it's like not an argument but you know debate on stuff it's passionate you know yeah. and like it's great because it's never been like extreme you know there's no idiots there which I'm kind of mad about you know like I want more idiots coming in but know? our idiots go like you said like they might the find that like not that conversation they don't want to take part because it's not interesting enough you know? I mean, there was a guy I know who he. I was like, yo, you should come to this conversation. I'm not saying he's an idiot, but um, he he was just an Arab, and he was just you know he has different looks on women, you know. Yeah. And yeah. He, he and I was like, you should come to the conversation. He's like, no, but I'm Arab. You don't want to. You don't want me there. And I'm just like, yes, we I, do. I was like, yeah. Why would I Why don't want you there? Just come. Yes, we do. Cause cause we need to hear what y'all think too. Yeah, you gotta hear what you think. And and like, we all are gonna agree on the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like you're all like right. Women should be respected, right? They shouldn't feel harm. Right? Yeah. They should be able to walk down the street freely without 10 people yelling at them. Yeah. Right? So that's, we all can agree on that. Okay, then that's, that's just the base of everything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, we can all start from there and grow. I mean, there's no, we don't get into like finite points that you're not, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that they should wear blue jeans on Tuesdays. You know, like we're not, they know voting and shit. It's just like, yo, we just know what we all want, which means that we know what they want. They want the same things that we want. You know what I'm saying? We've been having it for a while longer. Even as a black man, I've been having it for a while longer. So let's try to allow other people to grow too. And so this is, well, by the time they hear this, it'll already happen. But it happens the first. It's it's always happening. So the first Tuesday. First Tuesday. By the time this comes out, it'll probably be like next week. Now it come out. It comes out Wednesday. Oh, it come out, Wednesday. It come out yeah. Wednesday. But oh, okay. still, by the time right. the listeners hear, it, yeah. you know, what I mean, the, the, the one for this month would have passed. That means that they're gonna need to be at, at the, the one in July. The next in one in July. Yeah. Yes. Um, need to be at the yeah. First Tuesday of every month. First Tuesday of every month. You can follow me at Free Tie F R I T A I Nola. 
um, at you know everything, and also my name, which is Whaley, where I answer a lot of information. It's Charlie C H A R L Y J Pierre, or you can just look up you know Haitian Chef New Orleans, and you know, I'll be the first thing to come up without breathing shit. All of this will be in the show notes, y'all. You know how we do, so yeah. y'all won't miss a y'all won't miss a beat on that. So um, yeah. All right, so are you ready for random side? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great, 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 great. That's the, that's the reaction that we like. All right. So, random aside, be twenty questions. What you gonna um, do with that alligator? Um, <laughs> I should ask that. I should add that to the list. Yeah, Switch the question out. But um, twenty questions just for listeners to get an idea of who you are outside of your world, what you think about the world and and, and life and what have you. You ready? Purple grilled cheese sandwiches, Arizona. And marijuana. If if it was only that easy, <laughs> I'm about to say like, man, those are great answers. Yeah, for questions that we are not gonna ask. <laughs> those are not the questions that we're gonna ask. All right, so you ready? What are the things you don't like, Charlie? What's the flyest thing you've ever done? <laughs> the flyest thing I've ever done. The flyest thing you've oh, ever. Oh man, done. that's way too hard. Flyest thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't ready. No, I ain't ready for that. What the fuck? I do fly things every day. That's why I can't lie. So there's no there's no right or wrong answers to these. Yeah. So okay, so we go with that. My yeah, I would say I get three times a week. So I do fly shit. All right. Is it possible to make the process look sexy? Oh yeah, I always make the process look sexy. Okay. Describe life with Kanye West as president. Life with Kanye West as president. More progressive than the president we have now, but still. Probably the same approval rating. A lot of still, a lot of WTF moments. Yeah, but more progressive. Like we'd probably be actually trying to be progressive, be greener, sustainable. Hmm. I think we forgot about that side of Kanye. We did. Yeah, the White House we had dope ass decorations, yeah. yo. And we got about, the last state union fucking, addresses. Yeah, she she put <laughs> just gray blinds everywhere. Mm. That shit probably look hot. Fucking easy floor mats and shit. I can see that. Presidential well, cars we, and a Lamborghini. Well, stretch. we know we know the administration would be fly. Even even yeah. the cabinet. <laughs> if if, if, if Jay Z should be vice president, I think he'd actually be a great vice president. I think so too. I wonder if he would make everything like a black funded, not black owned completely, but let's say the suits and the the, the decorations, the paint, everything all Ed, black. You know, not the color, but no, we the about, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I wonder, all the all the vendors. Well, it'd be hard to because yeah. you know, with legislation in the state and the house and being that there's probably still would be a lot of, you know, people going I mean, against them. We could have like the color white. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so black supplied. And Excuse me, uh, John Jacob. White. Uh, color white uh, as, as decoration. Oh, uh, Chris, you're all fired. Uh, yo, T, yo, B, come through, yo, Hit Malik, yo, fall through, Jay. <laughs> Alright, what's the kindest thing you've ever done that you never got credit for? Oh, I don't like that. Kindest thing I've ever done, but I've never got credit for. We can skip it. Yeah, I'm gonna skip that. You've been asked to come up with a Met Gala theme. What is it? Um, Big Frida. Okay. Name the best chicken spot anywhere. Oh, Willie Mays. I'm not even gonna argue with that. Okay. Is Nas album really done? Is Nas album really done? Yeah, but nobody really wants to hear it anymore. Name three places. I'm gonna do a two-part. Name three places in 
New Orleans and three places in Haiti you would take a first time visitor? Um, a first time visitor in New Orleans, three places I'll take them Cafe Du Monde, um, Willie Mays, um, Cafe Du Monde, Willie Mays. Um, I know this is corny, but Oh, Cafe Du Monde, Willie Mays, and Free Time. Okay, I'm tripping. <laughs> <laughs> free time, free time, free time, free time, free time. Yeah. I'm tripping, I'm tripping. I ain't saying no other than I'm giving other people some names. Uh, free time. All right. So what about what about Haiti? Free time. No, just kidding. Uh, you, free time. You Haiti. Double back to New Orleans to cost some free time. That's what you do. Eat it with you. Eat it with plate. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Fuck that. Um, in Haiti, um, I'll take them to Citadel, which is like the. Um, La Citadel, it's in northern, like, central Haiti. Mm -hmm. And it's a big, beautiful fort that they made, like, on the mountaintops. And half of the time, it's in the clouds, so you can't see it. Um, that's one place. Um, there's a Jacmel, which is the southern coastal town. My father's from, very beautiful. And in Jacques, uh, a little to the right of Jacmel is um, Bassin Bleu. And it's like, a, you have to walk, like, on mountain edges. And it's a big basin. Like, there's three of them. There's a small one, big medium and a big one up top and you can like climb three stories and jump in it's like that picturesque Caribbean blue shit word yeah word name the first person you kissed I don't remember a name <laughs> you're the first person to say they don't remember I'm like I know y'all don't be remembering I, I know y'all don't be remembering she cool though she cool I hope you if you, you're listening you, yeah fuck with you but I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know your name I don't know your name I hope you're doing well you on an episode of Shark Should've Tank? Should've stayed with a real nigga, though. <laughs> Yo, alright, You on an episode of Shark Tank, what are you pitching and wearing? Uh, what am I pitching and wearing? Well, man, well, I'm not gonna, well, I'm gonna tell what I'm pitching, because that's a good idea, and someone's gonna take it. <laughs> I'm gonna just say some... First time for one of those, too? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, damn, I'm not gonna tell them that, because somebody's gonna actually take that idea. I'm gonna tell some stupid idea. I'm gonna pitch free ties for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I have some good ideas, but y'all not see. I ain't not doing that unless, unless I got a trademark. But I ain't got nothing that idea patented yet, so we gonna skip that. Okay. What about what you wearing? Huh? What about you? What, what are you gonna wear? What would I wear? Yeah. Oh, was that? That's probably oh, what I'm gonna wear. Oh, um, I don't know. What if it's shite thing? Sometimes I feel like being fly. Sometimes I'm just like whatever. I probably wear some fly ass suit though, like. Nice fresh silk. If I had a choice, it'd be like a light blue, three-piece silk suit, two gold chains, no shirt, um, head wrap, white on white Air Forces, no socks. Ooh. Why, 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 would, why would you have a choice? What do you mean? You say if you had a choice. Well, if I can get anything that I want to wear. I mean, that's that sounds okay. like, you know, a couple couple a jeans. Couple dollars, yeah. I'm not about to just waste that for shark tank. I feel you. If somebody was like, I can give you anything you want, then yeah, I'm like, all right, okay. yeah, give me that three-piece silk. All right, that's the fit, then. That's the change. fit. Yeah, if, and if it's going to be that, you better have, like, you know, the interior, beautiful lining, some suede, some supple. Okay. All right. Comfortable. Top, <laughs> top three artists to change your mindset. To change my mindset? Uh, I mean, who's not going to say Nipsey Hussle, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, Lil Wayne. Mm -hmm. Huh. Oh, 50 Cent. Okay. I mean, but that's my era. Can I, I'm gonna throw a fourth one, Max B. Max B. Max B. Yes. What did you do last summer? Fuck off and make money. Name the last amazing album you heard. Um, the last amazing album I heard. 
seat at the table. I don't know. Anything hot has been hot since the seat at the table? We'll let you take this. Anything better than you're, you're, seat you're at the, the table? Better than? That it has to be better than, I guess. I don't think better than, but they've had some records come out that's been pretty damn good. Um, found out about this guy. Damn, I wish I could remember his name. But he dropped a joint called Platinum Fire. Mm. I don't know how new that is, mm. but that was pretty fucking tight. The seat at the table is like really like three years old or something. Yeah. Oh. But I'd be playing it like every once in a while. I'd be going back to the album and just play it start to finish. Like, God damn. It is, it is amazing. Yeah, it's just so um, well. Yeah. You heard Tyler Creator new one? Yeah, I mean, I thought about it. Yeah, but I don't it's think not it's better. Good. I just think it's different. It's, it's different. different it's it's hard to find something... Something that's, that's moved that's yeah. moved the needle forward the way it, that and it's been seated straight at the through. Table you can hear yeah. you see it at the table you can hear it straight through. Yeah, I can agree with that. I agree with that. I can't do that, Tyler. Yeah, as I'm can't do any I'm Tyler like, album. Ah, what about uh Beyonce's joint? Which is Lemonade? Uh-huh. Um, the, Homecoming, the, the, the live the one, the one that just came out. She did oh, with the yeah. Netflix special oh. from the Coachella well, performance too, last though. year. Lemonade's good too. It ain't seated at the table though. No, it's not. No, it's not seated at the table. You know what? I'm going through my, my joint now. I can't really say I see anything. I told you ain't shit out there. Two chains, but that ain't a No, man. Get out of here, bro. Don't even bring that up. All right. <laughs> where, where do you see yourself I in 10 years? Chains. Let's ask the next question. Do you like two chains? No. <laughs> you don't like uh, two chains? What, 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 what you got man? against Titty Boy? Get it, yo. It's, it's like, so, you know how so, it's like being an adult and trying to understand children. You just don't get it you anymore. Get it. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't listen to two chains and be like, it's like listening to Young Dolph. Like, why is everybody like him for? I don't, I'm not I don't so Young Dolph. I, I like 2 Chainz, but I don't like all his music. Yo, 2 Chainz will have one hot song on every album. One. With, but see, that's the thing. He got hot songs, then he has songs that you just relate to. The hot song is you not the song that to I relate to. He's still to. talking about peanut butter. Okay, all right. He you know? Does. He does that. He got a song that I fuck with called Blessing. Yeah. And then he said, I'm a blessing. I'm a blessing. And that's pretty much I relate insane. to that. That's modernness, though. You know what I mean? But, but see, that's the thing. It's like, okay, he got another song called um, Rolls Royce. And it's, the hook for it is fucking ridiculous. But he said this one line that has literally did brought me through like fucked up times. And it literally goes, what is it? believe in yourself. Who else is going to believe in you? If you don't fucking resonate with that, I don't know who. No, no, you're right. Who else? Right. I don't know. And I right. never got that from Young Dolph, Jeezy, yeah. Believe in Yourself. Well, you, you think about that shit like, you know what? You're goddamn right. But but other than that, that was other, it. Other yeah, he, other than that, there's another 98%. Because it's a pretty high. Silly rap. 98%, bro. Yeah. So I'm with you. I feel you 98%. But then there's 2% that believes in myself because ain't nobody else going to believe in <laughs> He's 98% trash. Uh, man. Right, so, where, where you see yourself in 10 years man I don't, I don't know man I can't I don't really like to ever think about that ever since I'm young I hated that because Tomorrow, if you really if you know the world and how it really works there's no way you can predict it, what's going to happen in 10 years there's no way and like it's either going to be way more or way less mm-hmm. than what you you know so I'm just going to predict I'm going to be very successful okay um, but I don't know where I have things in mind that I want to be. I have points. I really have points in my life, but I don't really like to talk. I just keep them to myself. Okay. And I just hope to achieve them. Word. Who do you channel when you create? Who do I channel? My mother. Um, my old cat. I know it's weird. She passed like 
five years ago, but just like I grew up with her, I have for 15 years. Just something that just keeps me humble. Okay. It's just like a, huh? 15, okay. yeah, mine's been 15 years. That's amazing. It's just like having a teddy bear down or thinking about something just soft. It's just like my mother too is something that like, you know, comfort. Com- com- it's comfort. Yeah, comfort. Um, yeah. Um, Can I say people, people don't think about how important feelings like that are for men? Yes. I have been really pushing really like talking more and more about feelings you know what I mean and less being more open and I don't know I'm just like you know it, it feels great to release and people love that women love that you know let's they do. Yes. <laughs> it's growth they do because they understand that you're trying to grow mm-hmm. you know yes. what I mean and like I'm not trying to be stubborn and I understand that like women should like that in a man because most of them are not like that you yeah. know what I'm saying so agreed What's your craziest? So my number is six one seven. If you're trying to, <laughs> to holla, put that in the show notes too. Nah, nah, that's probably not a good if idea. If you wear hoops and tie heels, what's up? All right, what was your craziest Uber or Lyft experience? Um, you know, everybody gets the Ubers with like the guys with the pack of gum, water, breath, men's Doritos. Five star ratings. Yeah, they have yeah. all types of all type. They had he had a Nokia charger from the Nokia block from two thousand one, just in case somebody yeah, had it. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm still not sure I'm gonna tip you twenty dollars. Yeah, you know you try you try and get all extra, right? Like yeah. I can't have a water back. I can't have a three course meal that you just gave me, and I gotta still tip you. You offered it to me. Exactly. Yeah, you know I mean? whatever. It's cool. That, that's cool, though. I mean, that's it's not even that crazy. Oh, I mean, I, we are. I took too many Ubers, I guess, in my life. For that, like, you know, I've had Ubers going up the wrong way, dipping up the wrong way. Um, you know, the ones who yeah, dipping up the wrong way, and it was like going up an on ramp on a highway, oh. tripping. Um, I had one. Yeah, that I can't believe that, but yeah, I that was in Boston. That was Boston. Yeah, I can't. They, people be driving too long. Yeah, be Yeah, and the other ones who are the fresh who don't know where they're going, but they still like. They still want to follow the GPS. I'm like, man, wh- why are you taking this route? There was a point in my life where I just I had to stop just looking at the road because every time I, I see a person drive, I think very uh, logistical, logistically, I guess, um, is like I'm always looking for the quickest route in everything I'm doing, like you know. So when I'm trying to get from point A to point B, I don't care if I'm in a rush or not in a rush. I just take you know the most feasible route. And when I see people just going do do. I'm just like, yo, bro, that doesn't make any sense because you're going to hit three lights and anybody, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, the fuck are you doing, dog? And that's why I hate taking Ubers. I have to look down. Yeah. Or you can, that. you see how they pull up when, they, when they're parking to pick up somebody. I hate that or they'll shit. Be like, they'll be like, okay, well, I'm going to park right here. I'm like, you can't stop in the middle of the and intersection. They, they, you know what? Even this is the bus up, lane. They you can't up, sit no, right they there. They pull up in the complete wrong way when they know it's supposed to go in this direction, so they're going to have to take three more lefts down the street. You know what I mean? To fuck up, add a exactly. little 50 cents to my ride. Exactly. Like, I don't need that. Yeah, I do not want that extra money. Yeah, I, I, get, I get especially frustrated because I, I was an Uber and Lyft driver for three years. And I had a pretty high rating for the majority of the time. And so when I see these drivers anywhere, I'm just like, what are you doing? Where did you, how did, who taught you how to drive? You're breaking all types of laws. And because I'm always thinking too, like, okay, you're going to make it bad for all the other drivers. You know what I mean? Like, whatever you're doing, you're going to make you're it bad. fuck it up, yeah. <laughs> I, I got to share this. When we, when we do Uber, Please make sure that your Uber driver pulls up as close to the curb as possible because as a bicycle rider, I don't like getting fucking doored. That shit sucks. It hurts. And I'm going to make sure that you pay for it. Yeah. So I need you guys. No, Uber her. Just get that check. Just get that, get check. that Uber check. Just get that yes. Uber check. But nigga, live. Live. Chew that. Chew that. Chew that. Live. And get that check. Live bro. in the process. Just, just pull over to the side of the road, y'all. Okay. 
Concerts or festivals? Oh, I mean, it's New Orleans. It's time to land of festivals. Okay, mm-hmm. best one you've attended? Best one I've ever attended? Um, man, I haven't attended much. I can't, I don't even want to speak on it. I haven't attended much. Jazz Fest is great. Okay. Yeah, I went to, I did my first I mean, jazz I love Jazz Fest. I have, you know, there's things I don't like at a Jazz Fest, but I, overall, I really love Jazz Fest. I love how it's so community oriented. I love mm-hmm. how everybody goes to Jazz Fest. Yeah. So. That was the first time I've experienced a festival like that myself. Yeah. Uh, best late night food anywhere? Man, I gotta go to Thailand. I've never been to Thailand, but I wanna go to Thailand, really. Oh, to one of the night markets? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's my mm-hmm. thing. Thailand night markets. Uh, fuck that. Uh, Port au Prince. Um, if you take, um, Reshapan and Port au Prince. That's just a big street where they have all the free Thai. Okay. Yeah, that's a really. Reshapan. Reshapan. Okay. And it, it pretty much runs through the whole south of Port au Prince, all from Petroville down to. I know, down the way. I'm with all of that. Give me all the street food. All right, name your favorite decade and why. Hmm. That's hard, man, because I love them all. Everything's so beautiful. I mean, but... I'm not going to say decade, but 95 to 2005 was a great time. Okay. Great even time. if even post... It's like 9-11 time, but for, like, culture, mm. shit was yeah. wild. Yeah. You know? That's 95 is everything from Biggie to Tupac. Mm. I mean, Biggie to 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. Everything in between. That's like, Big you know, all the styles, Camerons, Nextel phones, you know, the like we were still wearing size forty jeans for like three years. Remember when everybody was doing it for like three years? Yes. That's dope. And then and the somehow buckle, we just switched up. Huh? Yeah, the big ass buckle. Yeah, the and yeah, then you had your Von, 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 Von Dutch hat and all that shit. Yo, I love that era. Fubu was hot. Yes. Love. Jordans were just. I don't think nobody wore loves. No, that loves weren't cool. No. I just loved everything that was going on in the era. What yeah. like people were we driving. It just felt. I mean, it always feels cool to be black. But it felt really cool to be black. Okay, you know that's, what, that's it's different. That's, now. A, that's a that's a different. I've never yeah. heard anybody think talk about like. But that's just my portion. Ten years, ten equally like half and half with different. Yeah, yeah. when you think about well, rap errors, rap errors like. It kind of stopped there. Like it doesn't go for decades. Like yeah. the rap, like golden era rap, really stopped stopped in two thousand two. Mm. And then the next era went from like 2010, 2002 to 2010. And then yeah. So. Okay. I would agree with that. It's just different now. It just feels different yeah. now. It is. I don't every know every era is cool. 60s is cool. But, you know, I mean, as as a colored folk, you know, we're, we're the, as time passes, the more progressive we are. So why am I trying to be down here in the 60s? It's cool. That's cool. Which, the 80s which, is by the way, it was still segregated. Yeah. 80s is my favorite decade. 80s? So, yeah, that's my favorite. Where would you be at in 80s? Um, I would be... You'd be dead. I would not be dead. <laughs> so I would, you're in the I, 80s. I would not be dead. You know dead. how many things I like, try to fight against you in <laughs> look, the 80s? Look. You got Reagan. Look, you got AIDS. I, I, see, I'm, you, you're looking at it from the glass half empty. You got that point. You know, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm talking about glass half empty. He's just trying on, to go to a Michael Jackson concert uh, and call uh, it a day. No, I was. I mean, I was too young. I was born in 82. So, you know, my mother was going to take me to know Michael Jackson. Not, at not the Michael, time. Not now, I had all the Michael Jackson. <laughs> no, no, no. I had all the Michael Jackson albums. You know what I mean? Like, my parents. Like I was a huge Michael Jackson fan as a kid, you know what I mean. But um, yeah, I wasn't going to no concerts. You ever see a Run DMC show? Not live in person. No, I no. was too young. When you say like <laughs> fifty five, bro. <laughs> yeah, but they were like my they were like my sister was old enough to go to a Run DMC show. We were sixteen years apart. Um, you know ah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. So, she was in there. 
She was in, she, 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 and understand that it's okay to be sad and mad about things, but you should go back to turning on that switch sometime soon because it's, it just makes life more enjoyable. Absolutely. So find your light, y'all. Every be happy, day. why not? Be happy, why not? Find your muck in light, y'all. Word. So with, with that said, what's next for Chef Charlie Pierre? Right um, this month is going to be really busy. The summer is um, supposed to be slow for people, but not for me because I have... Um, um, there's an art festival happening at the motel, Lucky Art Festival, um, mm-hmm. which is two weekends at the Lucky Art Mo- Lucky Motel here. So they, every room in the motel is turning into a individual uh, space for hanging out pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's gonna be really really dope. So they're doing that for two weekends. After that, we're doing um, Caribbean Festival, mm-hmm. um, and then hear about that. Yeah, yeah be, Car- I'll be I'll be there for that. Yeah, Caribbean Festival is gonna be really dope. Um, we got Greek Fest. Also, um, the weekend of Craven Fest, no, that's not Craven Fest, the weekend of July 4th, Essence Fest weekend, mm-hmm. I'm teaming up with Ozzy and we're going to be doing a pop-up around town. Um, Ozzy's a Puerto Rican chef from New Orleans, a really amazing guy, um, and just like well-known, does amazing, great food, so we're going to work together. And during that weekend, we're going to do a Haitian brunch because Chef Stefan, a really popular chef from Florida, is doing a Creole festival here in New Orleans at Mardi Gras. A big place, Mardi Gras Zone or something. Mardi Gras, yeah, Mardi, yeah, Gras, yeah, Mardi, Gras yeah. Mardi Gras Zone. Yeah, um, and so I'm gonna be doing um, a demonstration food stuff there, and then I'm doing a Haitian brunch that Sunday, and then I'm going to Florida, Miami, and doing a little work down there, and meeting up with my sister and driving back, and then I'll take like a week vacation and then get a, a couple more events in July. Uh, then I'll be going to Miami. I mean uh, Haiti in August. Then a bunch of little stuff going on between there. Nothing big. So to follow you and all your travels, they should follow you. Yeah, follow me, please. Follow me, <laughs> follow Charlie you. J. Pierre. I'm sure he does a link. Right, it's gonna be at the bottom of the page. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be in all the show notes, so yeah. y- y'all y'all won't miss it. Yeah, follow me. Thank you for having me on, yo. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, this, um, so this when do you pay talk. me now or later? Man. All right, so pay, I'm just, let's just shut it off. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, y'all, for real. Pay you and continue support, brother. Word. Word. Well, that's all I got. Uh, what we say? Don't be a goofy. Well, don't be a goofy. You know, be fly, stay fly. Find your light. Find, Find your, your light. light. Hey. Uh, trust the process. Be happy. Why not? All of this shit is related, yo. All of it, man. Yeah. Be the best you can be, and understand that there are several different ways to be black. Just make sure you're authentic. And yeah, get money, but you know, don't let capitalism take your life. Bull. Till next Wouldn't week. Wouldn't that be that not being a goofy? All of it's connected. Don't be goofy. (laughs) All right, until until next week, y'all. Peace.
podcast show is recorded inside of Dope Society, located in the Bywater of New Orleans. Produced by Geronimo Nose and Robert J, and powered by Fairground Inc. Listen to the show on your favorite podcast app, and be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe. Pay it forward, and let your people know we're here.